Hey, what's up, y'all? And welcome back to Cousins Night Podcast. It's your girl, your sister, your cousin, Kaylin, back on the mic once again. And I got all my people around me. I got all my cousins around me, y'all. And we have a very packed pod for y'all tonight. So, without further ado, we're going to get right into it. We are six cousins with six unruly opinions. Tonight, it's just five of us, and we're here to talk shit and give y'all all the tea and gossip from the week. Um, shout out to you if you listen to this podcast weekly. We really appreciate you. Um, send us a message on, on Instagram or something to show that you listen. We're trying to figure out, you know, um, how we can interact with our audience. So we want to see your faces. We want to know what you look like. We appreciate you always coming out and giving us streams and listening in with us. Um, the way our docket works, every week we start talking about music. Um, that's just something that we all love and adore. <laughs> we then transition into what's going on in society, what's going on in the culture. In the next segment, we tell you who is going to jail this week in a segment called You're Going to Jail. Period. Brent then comes in and tells us who we need to pray for, laugh at, or rebuke in the sick and shutting list. And that's kind of how it goes, y'all. So let's get into the first topic, which was which is my favorite album of all time. The Miseducation of Lauryn Hill has officially been certified diamond status. Um, I don't even know how many streams or albums you need to be sold to get to diamond. Oh, 10 million. million. Bring us in. Oh, that just seems like that was took a long time. I thought they should have been did that. Oh, I see. Because niggas be doing that, like you know, I want to say first week. That's impossible. Be doing that, you know, within the first year, I would say. So, but still. Very well. Who you is know. on Diamond that we know? Drake or somebody? Uh, I know. <laughs> By the way, when Diamond, Red Hot Chili Peppers album, many, many years ago. Drake, I don't know if he, because you know what? It's so hard to count that like nowadays. You know, you heard a lot oh, more. Only 92, uh, 92 Diamond albums total. Okay, oh, so yeah, makes sense. You heard so much more about Diamond back when you was actually selling albums, I remember, you know? But um. Oh my God! I know it's a lot in of like Taylor Swift's and hip hop. There's seven dead. albums that went platinum for rap. You mean Diamond? Diamond. I'm sorry. Okay. It was number seven is MC Hammer. Please Hammer, don't hurt him. Tupac, <sighs> Greatest Hits. Wow. Um, Eminem, The Eminem Show. Of course. The Notorious B.I.G. Life After Death. Okay. Uh, Eminem, The Marshall Mathers EP. Tupac, All Eyes on Me. And Outcast, Speaker Box, the Love Below. That's Amazing. very, very fucking well. Very well for them. Also, Creed made it, so I'm just gonna put that out. <laughs> and, and Shout out to you, Kevin, for getting that list that quick. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, really crazy because again, Lauryn Hill only dropped one album ever. That's an that's an incredible stat to have that gold diamond. We can get with one album, hang her name off of the, in the jerseys for Yeah, I put her in the jerseys Hang your jersey up in the rafters for Yeah, hang shame on me for still never listening to this album. Oh, big, right. big shame, especially because of Kaylin living, mm-hmm. Thank you, you know, God. Right. being next to you. So I'll take my own, I'm sorry. But I will oh, also say word. this. It's just so funny. Ariel and I was listening to this album, driving back from... Frederick, it was a really long ride, and I just wanted to hear some banging, rocking jams. So I played this album, and I was screeching, singing so hard as I was driving home. So, I don't know. It's one of those albums, like, you may not relate to every single song. There's some, like, kind of filler songs in there. But I still say it's my favorite album because the, the lyrics. The lyrics mixed with the beats 
even the interludes complement the album. I mean, and then the singing on top of that features from people like um, Mary J. Blige on it. I mean, X Factor is my favorite song in life, period. So I just, I'm so glad to hear that she's getting her regalia. To this day. There has been 12 Double Diamond albums as well. Dang. There's a bunch of... Anybody we know? Oh, yeah. The Eagles, Greatest Hits, Michael Jackson, Thriller. Oh, that per The Eagles again, Hotel California, ACDC, Back in Black, The Beatles, The Beatles, Billy Joel, Led Zeppelin, Nice, Pink Floyd, Garth Brooks. All right. Garth Brooks. (laughs) Does anyone have anything else to say about Lauren before we get into the next time? That's why I guess she can be late all the damn time. But she's still getting residual money from this thing. Yes. Good for her. Oh, I just want to say something before we go. I said to Ariel, that is this is the factor that separates the Lauren Hills and the Mary J's from the other R and B girls. They're giving you pure vocals that are unaltered. Okay? When you hear Brandy, Brandy is a great, but she's going to stack those vocals and make them sound as smooth and buttery so it just sounds like one note. Mm-hmm. You name a name. But when you hear somebody like Mary or somebody like Lauren, you can hear the rasp in their voice. The imperfections. You can hear the imperfections. Something like Arca. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm not sure if, like, you know, people realize that. We don't get that. A lot anymore. I feel like Ari Lennox does it. I don't know yeah. if there's anyone yeah. else who you can just say off bat, but man, it's the purity for me. Yeah, very raw, very beautiful. That being your first and only album is a flex. <laughs> it's truly a flex. That's what Alicia Keys should have did. Ooh. Ooh, she named Nancy Mike for real. Oh my word. All yeah. right, well, Lauren, congratulations. The next album we're going to get into is the Judas and the Black Messiah um, soundtrack. Um, it was produced by Hit Boy. And do you all want to talk about the movie after that, or should we move that down? Um, um, up to y'all. I haven't seen the movie myself, but um, oh, I'm going to yeah. Okay, well, maybe we won't review the movie. All right, the album, React. All right, I'll go first. Um, though I, you know, have not seen the movie itself, I have, I personally know the story of the Black Panthers and Fred Hampton. And because um, he's one of the original black socialists, and of course, I now that I'm greatly invested in socialism, I believe it's <laughs> good to hear about it. And um, this is a tale of two albums. The first, if it ended at, I want to say, nine songs, it could have been a top tier, perfect um, album. I would have thrown this up above Black Panther and everything. Oh, wow. But because it goes on for 10, 11, and up to 22 tracks, this album is pretty dog shit. It has some great highs, and then it goes so damn low, and it only comes back a little bit when Sir comes back. Like, this album just fell off so hard, but having Jay-Z and Nipsey Hussle on there, their verse was incredible. Um, Nas by himself, Black Thought by himself. Oh, my gosh. Me and Saba killed it back and forth. Jin, Rhapsody, and Masego killed their flaws. Me and the Chicago Kid, I really enjoyed him as well. Jid giving us one of the top tier verses he's probably has done in a long time, in my opinion. And hope he keeps that sound going on, but... Having niggas like G Herbo and Little Dirk on here was the first sign of something was wrong. And then um, I see Polo G and Pooh Shiesty and I just want to just leave. Well, I, I think G Herbo and them were at it because um, he was from Chicago, Fred Hampton. 
possibly. So they try to put some Chicago guys on Where's it. Where's Vic Mensa? Where's Chance Ooh. the Rapper? Eek, yeah. eek, eek. All right. Y'all got me. Well, you guys mean on Saba, but. Well, true. Yeah. See, more Chicago. Where's No Name? She's dead. Uh, <laughs> she's got a new song coming up soon. Yeah. I'm hyped. Um, I, I echo Kai completely. I've been saying all week, you know, listening to this thing, it's a tale of two halves. Um, let's let, go track by track. Yeah, okay, yeah, let's do it. We all can comment together. All right. Go ahead, Brent. We're going to start the, the intro. You know, it's just a clip from, you know, the chairman, Fred. No, no, I'm sorry. It's, chair Ham, it's chairman wow. Fred Hampton Jr., Oh, you know, I didn't know the, that. Yeah, the Black Panther Clubs. Cubs, I mean. What? It's really called the Cubs? Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah, he's their chairman. And um, he was giving a speech in the intro with a really nice beat going in the background. Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. You know, intros, I don't listen to a lot. I skip past them a Me lot. Me too. Right? Yeah. But uh, still, you know, he was saying some good shit. So it was good to have him, the actual son, on here, you know? That was a good touch. But next, her coming in will fight for you just in my opinion a classic yes like r&b sounding like um marvin Gaye type of song yes great um thing to point out Mm -hmm. that's the vibe it gave me and so this is a great start what do you guys think i loved i love that song by her even when it came on after the movie was over it had this feeling of um like, I've heard it before. Like, I've heard that melody before. You ain't lying. Yeah. And I just kind of, like, jumped right in and, like, grooved to it. It wasn't like, oh, let me see. Oh, her one hand? Let me sit here and see. No. It was just like I was just pulled in. And I just started grooving. And, Brent, I think that's because it goes back to your point about it um, sounding like Marvin Gaye. Maybe that's why it related to me so much. So, I love this song. Yeah, I'm not a big her fan. Not because, of, you know, I, I don't like her music. I just don't listen to her. Mm-hmm. However, the song was amazing. Like, it was yeah. a great way to start a soundtrack, in my opinion. Great, catchy hook. Always fight for you. Mm-hmm. I'm in the lower register, but yeah. it's a nice, something you can remember. Mm-hmm. Next one. Um, the Nas track. Oh, Errol, did you even listen to it? No, I listened to it. Okay. Get I listened to like, a couple songs. Oh. Wow. Nas track. I think Nas went off. It was giving me Illmatic because it was just raw, rapping, rapping. A black man flexing, talking about Michelin star restaurants. EPMD is the name of the song. Yeah. Oh, but this was not. What does EP part mean? Oh, fuck. I don't know. Okay. He says it in the song, y'all. Kevin, please, somebody. But, uh, um, (laughs) yeah, this, you said you feel like Illmatic, you said. Yes. Okay. I don't agree with that. Oh, my (laughs) It's more like his Stillmatic flow. You know, it's when Nas was. was, I don't want to say. When she said Illmatic, that's why I looked up. I didn't even see your face, but I knew. Oh, the song, the album is called, what is it called? Well, it was Illmatic and then it's So what did I say? Illmatic. I like the first album. It don't sound like Illmatic. Illmatic was grimy, not talking about I'm rich, caviar shit. He was like hood, gutter, drugs. That was Yeah, but I felt um, his cadence, no? No, I I think it was still still Illmatic. But that's not a bad thing now. I felt like I was (laughs) listening to some Benny the Butcher or somebody, but he was just (laughs) actually saying cool things. He still goes off on Stillmatic. Don't get me wrong, I'm a huge nod. I ain't listen to Stillmatic, so I don't know. (laughs) But um, no, there is a slight difference. But getting back to this song. Okay. Yeah, it's a great song. Fun beat. Nas always gets on the like the the wild type of um, different sort of beats. Um, as far as you know, songs that he'll put on like a soundtrack or a single, he'll always have something different. And I think this was something different. They had fun with the beat. 
Nas killed it. You know, he can address his flow or morph his flow to however the beat needs it to go. Yeah. And uh, as Kaylin said, he was going off, talking about some deep shit, talking about some fun shit as well, and, you know, bragging the braggadocious a little bit. Very good song. Yeah, Nas, you know, working with Hit Boy, this is a great marriage right there. Yeah, I want to salute Hit Boy for getting both Jay-Z and Nas on the same album in the first place. Did y'all really know Hit Boy like that? All I know is I should probably sign a Hit Boy because all girl is boy. Is it? I don't know him because of Yeah, I don't know who he is, but, like, on the Joe Button podcast, they were kind of like, yeah, we already knew who Hit Boy was going to do it. And I'm like, what else did he produce that I might know? It's more like probably more popular tracks where he doesn't have, like, a big tag or something. Got it. But like you know, like I was saying, getting both Jay Z and Nas on the album for one is incredible. Flex. And two, Nas's fucking verse was just so hard. Like, I didn't Nas even think about that. Pure guy. form. I didn't think about the fact that Jay Z and Nas were on the album. But are they friends too. now? Don't he be it's in like the Rock Nation brunch? It's like a Cold War. It's like Drake and them, Jay Z. Mm. Mm. Um, oh. next track we're Sorry. gonna go to Welcome to America, which is Black Thought and C S Armstrong. Um, Black Thought just gave me like, okay, Black Thought is not something I can listen to all the time. But when we need it, when I need him, I need him. Yes, Kai. That's, that's exactly a good how way. I felt. That's a good way. Because when we reviewed this album earlier this year, I wasn't too high on it. It was cool, but like, I nothing I want to. I won't be yoda about black black power all day long. Yeah, I've never listened to a Black Thought album. <laughs> so, like, I've only really heard his singles, and every time I enjoy it, I'm like, who is this again? And it's Black Thought, like, yeah. every time this happens like, to me. Like, when you see a feature, you, you can kind of brag, like, oh, he got a feature yeah, from Black but, Thought, but you don't really. This was like some Kendrick vibes he was giving. Like, he was giving. Huh? I read this earlier. They should have got Kendrick on this album. I don't know. Yeah. How the hell you get ASAP Rocky, but not Kendrick? I could also hear Kendrick on this song, particularly. Like Welcome to America. I'm not going to harp on it. Um, I'll, I'll save my hot take for after we talk about the next song. But from the content to the cadence to his actual voice, himself, and just how he was like. Just fighting, like I felt like he was like fighting as he was rapping. I really was impressed by this song. This may be the most impressive hip hop song I've listened to in twenty twenty one. Um, yeah, you know, <sighs> Kaylin. Wait, how can I say this? Uh, yeah, I don't. Okay, how to say this? You just need to listen to Black Thought more, Kaylin, because when I tell you this brother gives this that type of um, verse to you and energy, yes, every single time, that's what he does. Every single time. Every single song, he's trying to, you're learning something. He's teaching you something. Every verse, every bar, you know, uh, there's a meaning to it, and it's all deep, smart, intelligent shit. So, um, yeah, you know, I, like Kai said, it might not be something you want to listen to all the time because it's always, it's never he's just making a song for you just to dance in the club with and have fun. He's, you know, giving you some real, some knowledge, spitting game. So, um, and I really appreciate that in this song. Um, yeah, the verses are just phenomenal. He's rapping his ass off, you know, like I said, as he always does. I'm just not uh, the biggest fan of the song in, in general. Like, the, um, the the people singing with him, um... I can't think of, welcome, welcome to America. No, no, no. I'm not going to let you do that. It, yeah. It's, welcome to America. It's not like, welcome to America. It is. At one point, he gets like, welcome to America. And the girl's like, can't stop running, running. And I'm just like, okay. I it don't sounded like, like. How these people sound. This is the song. This is the song off of this album. Yes. Oh, it sounds horrible. No, yes. Eric. Bring a trying to sing out of this terrible southern, welcome to America. Kai, come in. It's bad. not like that. <laughs> It kind of is, though. Oh, <laughs> yes. Yes. Thank you, guys. Oh, so, that's the part.
part. Y'all let us know what y'all think in the comments. Yeah, please. The hook and the bridge is where I'm, he's kind of losing me. And his album was like that too. He's rapping his ass off. And then a band called Portugal the Man would be singing the hook. And it's just like, you know, no disrespect, just pure white voices singing with him rapping, rapping, and it doesn't really work too well. So I'm not saying really in this song. They, they might have been yeah. like black people or whatever, I don't know, but it just literally wasn't black mixing voices. that well to me. But uh, the, the rapping is still a good song. All around is a good song, but not my favorite from the album. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next one. What's it called again? Um, What's the, um, the Jay-Z song called? Uh, let me out. Let me, let me try to find it. Hold on. I, I took it down. I took mine down what too. What it feels like. Thank you. Right. How many songs on this album? Yeah, we don't have to go through all of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, okay. Once they get bad, we're not going to. Let's just stop at this one, I think. Ooh. This is the most important one. All right. The song was great, I think. So, <laughs> Nissy Hustle Nissy came in rapping. <laughs> DC, what's up? Um, yeah, we gave similar takes last weekend. Yeah, saw it over, right? Um, Nipsey, no. Nipsey, um, did a good verse. I, um, really enjoyed it, but, like, I don't, still don't think Nipsey is the top-tier rapper everyone was saying he was, but, um, Jay-Z came with an incredible verse. I think I said this last week. Probably my favorite verse of the year so far. Um, yeah. Four grounds. Y'all are gassing that Jay verse up! You gotta remember, too, Kai, like, Nipsey passed away, so we didn't get a chance to write a song yeah. or a handwritten for the Messiah album, you know? So... I'll, I'll give him, I'll, you know, you got to remember that. He's, he's talking about the, the, the drugs is tight and the pussy is tight too, that type of stuff. And I'm like, that might not have been a song no. if you had a chance to write it, Probably. you know, yeah, for this album. Mm-hmm. But That's still, even taking that in consideration, I still think it's a very nice verse from Nipsey. I love the beat. I don't know if Nip, Hot Hit Boy is the one that did this song. But uh, in particular, but it sounds great. It sounds like even some influences That's from um, Robert Glasper, even in the way they mm. they do it. The vibe of it it's just got a great vibe. I, I, I feel that. Yeah, it's really smooth. Great song. And even when the verses are done, the beat keeps going on in the end. And people start singing at the it's end. It's a jam. It's yeah. like a, it's almost like jazz. Yes, exactly. I love this song so much. And Jay Z. Kayla says we gassing it up, but no, I think he went off. Jay Z is the only rapper nowadays who he does this better than anybody. He'll make, it, he'll make you feel like he just wrote his verse two weeks ago and put it on the fucking album. Because he's talking about the cracker. You let these crackers put these feet up on your desk. I lost all my little respect. And I'm like, no one else is doing that. Yeah. Like, remember, when X died, he had that. X died, the streets is done. And I can't think of another example where he did the same thing. It sounded like you just, like, hold up. This shit just happened, Jay-Z. Right. And you're the only rapper nowadays who Addressing I feel like it. you have the ability. Every rapper has the ability to go back because of the day we're living in right. and adjust their verses to, you know. Make it sound so pretty and dolled up. No. No, add whatever no. they need to add to it. Add whatever current <laughs> event they need to add. <laughs> that was the best thing ever <laughs> To reflect current events, you right. got your chance to go back and add that stuff. But they're just they're just not doing it, you know. So for Jay Z to have that that one line in the song, even though he has plenty of other bars that are bars and are great, um, but you know it's just so cool that he takes the time to do that. Because I feel like he made the song and Hit Boy they had it, they was putting it together, and Jay Z rings up Hit Boy real quick. Hey Hit Boy, you know they just stormed the Capitol. I gotta make some adjustments on my verse. And so, big ups to him for that. So that's why I really love this verse and the other stuff in there. Jay-Z is just 
you know, still going off. I think this is the best Jay-Z. He's at his prime right now. I definitely prefer this Jay-Z, the older, more mature Jay-Z, over even, you know, the back in the day, the reasonable doubt, the in-my-lifetime Jay-Z. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to go up against anyone and not say that Jay went the fuck off. I mean, he's just at a different caliber, and I have nothing bad to say about his verse whatsoever. I just feel like, as far as impact and the words that he was saying, like, making just good sense, I feel like Black Thought was a little bit more intentional in trying to be a wordsmith and play on words and stuff okay, yeah. more than Jay was. But Jay was doing his flex, you know, re- referencing the Michelin star again, um, but then also keeping it conscious and, and bringing up the politics. So I have nothing bad to say about this verse. I think it was great. I just was like, man, y'all overhyped it. Like, I expected, like, some crazy verse. And I was kind of all like, yeah. I kind of heard this shit on 444, though. I disagree. I think it was more important than that. Okay. I don't know. Like, well, in the sense, then, what were you kind of looking for him to say then? Like, what do you think would have been I more I just profet- don't know. I didn't profound. know. Yeah, I thought he would might have been just being conscious the whole time. or Because, like, Jay is known, known to just, like, talk a little shit and then dr- throw in a couple cool, conscious lines. But, like, so I expected him to be black thought in this case. I thought Jay was about to just make some crazy political statement. The way that everybody hyped it up. That's all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah, okay. I mean, I guess I can see what you're saying. But I, I still think, you know, the line about the Capitol, you let them crack and storm the Capitol, put your feet up on your desk, is still, you know, a, a big political, a big statement. But And and the compare it to Black Thought's song is really tough because Black Thought had like a theme, Welcome to America, we were talking about slaves, we were talking about really deep, you know, shit that runs deep and that is really going to touch some chords and, and really touch some buttons in people's heart if you start talking about certain things, you know? Mm-hmm. But Jay-Z didn't have, like, a slavery theme or nothing. Mm-hmm. He's just making a song with Nipsey Hussle. Because if he goes off t- rapping about that type of stuff, then it might not really work so well with Nipsey's verse, you know? But so, the song is called... Oh. No, it's not. No, I'll... <laughs> what it feels like it was yeah, called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so, yeah, you know, you take that into consideration. And this is like the radio song, too. Yeah. So you got to take all that into consideration. And you take that into consideration, I think Jay-Z went off. Yeah. Yeah, amazing Agreed. song. This is my favorite song on the album, I think. Okay. Yeah, it's up there. Um, so quickly, as we scroll down the rest of these songs, um, were there any that really stood out to you? I was, I'll say for myself, I thought that Plead the 45th with Smino and Saba would be better, but it's kind of chaotic for me. It's a lot of jazzy, weird sounds. Ooh, I loved it. I like it. And okay. that's what those That's very in their that's very I mean, their, that is their best. That's their wheelhouse. That is, but it was is that especially is Saba's wheelhouse. I don't listen to Shmino like No, that, that is Shmino really Shmino's thing. Okay. What, what do y'all think, Kyle? No, I agree. It was, it was perfect for both of them. Because yeah. he always is he's a bit too much or just right in the pocket. <laughs> but I want to give a shout out real quick to another song I really liked a lot. Uh White Dave went off. And I gotta look this man up to see what else he's doing. Yes, he did. He rapped really well. I was listening to this song, like, White Dave. I said, oh, he just must be a white brother. They put a white brother on here. That's fine. And I'm listening, and he started talking about his ancestors and everybody in the streets. I'm like, hold up now. This don't make no sense. So I had to look him up. And white Dave is black, y'all. Okay. This is really strange to me. It was, it's a quite interesting name. Is white, there a story? I don't know. I didn't look all that up. Uh, I just saw this picture that he's Red black. man wasn't actually red. Kevin. <laughs> right, Kevin. Yeah, so White Dave is black. But anyway, I want to look him up because I'm very impressed. He's a young man, too, a young rapper, and he has some shit to say on this song. So that's one I definitely appreciated. K 
Can't sleep on the Sir song. Kayla, yeah. how'd you like the Sir song? I it was cool. Like it. it wasn't. It was mid for me. Oh, mid. Huh? I thought it was really good. I enjoyed yeah. it. You I thought it was, it was really good. good. I heard it on a playlist. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I just I felt like it. it wasn't a Sir song. I felt mm-hmm. like it was Sir on a soundtrack. Mm-hmm. That's just me. Oh, I feel like it was Sir, Sir song. Okay. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciated the beat and everything. I might need to live with it. But I also, I liked ASAP Rocky song. You know, ASAP gives you what ASAP does. Mm-hmm. Amazing flow. He's not saying very much. He's just being real. But it's a fun song. He's giving you a great flow. So I would have liked this to have been earlier up in the track listing as well. Because, you know, it's better than fucking G Herbo and Polo, Polo G. G. Y'all. I don't even like their Ace of Rockies on this album. But my thing is, like, Polo G and G Herbo, like, I thought that this would be, like, their biggest chance to shine. Because they kind of have, like, this, like, low, like... You like Lil Durk if you like Lil Durk. Like everybody doesn't all across the board know who Lil Durk is. So I thought they would have given it a little bit more, but I, it was truly forgettable and kind of some of these songs. Maybe it wasn't like the Lil Durk one, but some of them were kind of hard to get through, and I had to turn it off. Yeah. Oh, the nigga Nardo Wick. Maybe that's what he it was like. I declare war. Yes, with the hook. great I one. I declare yes, war. Mm-hmm. Oh, I said I cut. That's when I cut it off. <laughs> I stopped listening. I said I'm not listening. <laughs> to to the rest, Dom Kennedy, G Herbo. I'm not listening to the rest of this shit. Yeah, cause it's a mess. I skip straight to Sir. I, I listen skip, to those. Yeah, I skip straight to ASAP, and then I skip to Rakim. I want to say Rakim gave some of the boring, most uninspired yeah. words I heard in this 2020, 2021 so far. Oh, that's horrible. Yes, he did not sound not good to me at oh, all. Oh yes, I did. He sounded talking dry. Yes. Okay. Yes, that's Sorry, I cut you off, but. That's fine. All and all the real hip hop niggas can roast me if you want, but I'm sorry, it did not sound good to me. Okay, it might be time. Before to we leave this, I just gotta say, for Rhapsody also had a great voice. I yes, forgot to mention I, her I, earlier. I, my mind. I, like, I gave J praise. Rhapsody fucking killed it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Her. Shout out to both of them. Mm-hmm. She started rapping in like a, a Rastafarian, like Jamaican style mm-hmm. voice. I like that from her Rhapsody. You did that well. You should do that more often. And um, you know who we gotta give some props to? Masego. Hold up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. Something right. Yeah, that know. shit is rocking. He went off. Yeah. That's I another like that. one that you like. It feels remember uh, memorable. Like mm-hmm. I've heard that before. So. Yeah. Yeah, I had to give it to Masego. Y'all, y'all know I'm a Masego stan. Anything he does is gold to me. I was changed on his um little EP because at first I was dragging that song with Don, Don Tolliver. But now I'm a believer. I love him. I love everything he does. Next case, um, Conway the Machine and Big Ghost. They release a project or a song. A project. Okay, it's called. If it bleeds, it can be killed. So yeah, this was released on Dad Piff and on Bandcamp. You know, they wanted to make it, it's a it's a mixtape from Conway. I had never heard of Big Ghost as a producer, but um, I just want to say Conway. I hate to say this, but like just still more New York grime. I feel like a tough guy when I'm listening to Conway. But um, oh my God, I get that it's Buffalo versus everybody. You can't put everyone on the song, y'all, just because they're your friend. The verses on this, the features on here are generally the worst features I've heard in a long time. <laughs> like, I think, um, all of them were just bad. Like, there was nothing good about them at all. Like, never, don't do that again. Okay, Kai, so I was wondering if you mean, was it like Wu-Tang style? Like, there's a lot of niggas on the song? No, no you're saying the quality of the niggas was terrible. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like, okay. I think they were just genuinely all bad. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, I can't remember the joke from it, but... Yeah, Conway, just just fucking, just just stay with your bro, stay with your cousins, stay with your family. 
All right, Conway. We'll be praying for you. It's like, no, is this the son that he was playing for DMX? I have no idea. It's Benicum. Oh, oh, wait, yeah. <laughs> All right, next case. Um, someone else bring us in. I All right, I'm, I'm going to just give this in. Love and Death, which is Brian Head Welch's band from, you know, Brian Head from Corn. He started doing solo projects, I want to say, 10 years ago. In 20, like, he started with Save Me From Myself in like 2009, and then Love and Death was another side project in like 2012. So, yeah, like, I've been a fan for them for a while. I think um, he's been making better music than Korn has in the last, you know, 10 years just by himself. <laughs> and um, this was a perfect example of that. Um, Head just goes off this album. Like, even if y'all don't know, he's a big Christian now. So it's like a lot about, like, you know, God and doing better and uplifting yourself and stuff like that. They, you know the song that blew up on Twitter, like "Let me love you." Let, like you know what I'm talking about? It's, it's a I won't give up, up now, 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 now. I won't give up now, now, now. Yes. now. Let me love you. So he, they covered that on there in like a metalcore and, way. Yeah. So like you know, it's like three straight metal songs back to back, and then I heard that there's like you know butt rock um, pop stations on some like off cover. Like it's but not then you bad, have, like, but like heads grabbing, like let me love you. Like, mix it I did with, like, not the want stuff, that man. at all. Like, it was a tale of two songs. <laughs> that would like, like if it wasn't like if this was anyone else, like if I heard this cover on YouTube, I'd be fine with so it. Like, like punk goes pop or something. Yeah, but. like it just did not need to happen. But um, I think head is going in the right direction personally, and um, I can't wait for another project. Like, I really enjoyed this. I gave the first two singles a shot, and then that one I haven't given the album a full shot yet. But I love head. I can't wait for his music. <laughs> That's the title. Everybody around the table can say that. That's the title. What's the title? Somebody put it in the box. I love it. I just want some head in a comfortable bed because it'll all be so simple. I would like to recommend you to try this out, Brent. Thank you. Bell Biv DeVoe. All right. So, next case Frank Ocean's Nostalgia Ultra. His, um, was this his first mixtape? Yeah, debut mixtape. His first mixtape debut turns 10 years old, y'all. I'm impressed. I remember being in high school when this dropped. I was a sophomore, and um, all the cooler upperclassmen were talking about Frank Ocean, Frank Ocean. Like, Nova Kane, did you hear that song? It's so, it's so crazy. The story, and, you know, I would go check it out myself. Didn't realize he was in our future. But, man, I think that was the first R&B project I've ever listened to, like, on my own recon. I genuinely loved it. And going back to it, it starts off with the Strawberry Swing cover from Coldplay. And he does that song so much better than Chris Martin ever could. Like, this whole thing, it was a nice nostalgia trip, but it didn't feel bad nostalgic. Like, I genuinely loved almost every track on this project still. I don't know about better than Coldplay. Yeah. You don't got to disrespect Coldplay. And yeah. I mean, it's but I just, I love, Viva La Vida was the first album I heard from him, and I love that. Oh, album. that's yeah. a terrible yeah. mistake. Oh, really? You was coming in at the wrong. Oh, my God. Coldplay, no, no, Coldplay no, is no, actually just, no, amazing. I like yeah. Coldplay when you go back, but, like, I think Frank killed Viva La Vida over him. No, no, but you're saying you need to go back to the earlier no, I albums have. of Coldplay. Yeah. Oh. Okay. I know the other albums, but like okay. yeah, I just those like are amazing. Viva Vito is just my first. But yeah, Strawberry Swing, that's that's a great song. Coldplay or oh, Frank. But Frank, yeah, he did a great job with it. Yo, you go next with this album though. Oh, okay, oh, sorry. Sorry. I'll just say I can't speak of tone too much again because I haven't really re-listened to it again. But at the time it was definitely something that's really stood out. Just the whole vibe of the album. Swim Good is just a that's a hands down classic. Like some that's a song where like you listen to and you're like, I forgot I knew every lyric to this damn song. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's been in the back of your mm-hmm. brain. Between that American Wedding, which you were talking about the Eagles, which is the Hotel yes. California sample. Mm-hmm. Overall just really great project. I just remember discovering Frank Ocean, I believe, off of Childish Gambino's Tumblr page. Mm-hmm. I, I wanna say it was him. It might have been Tyler. But either, I guess that would be probably 
add up because it came out around the same time. That era. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it probably was both. But I just remember seeing the car. I was like, that's random. Like, who is this? And I would, I looked it up and, yeah, fell in love terribly. Um, he was one of the first people that, like, was so relatable. Like, he put so many, like, weird alternative covers in this thing. And he was a black R&B artist. So and we're, the song names, too. Soul Calibur, one of my favorite fighting games. Ah, just released one of the songs on it. Yeah. Street Fighter. And I remember well. hearing the interlude, um... Radiohead. Radiohead. The Radiohead. Oh, and bitches talking. Yes. And it's try the best you can. You can try the best. That's a really amazing Radiohead song. And at that time, I, was just, I wasn't discovering Radiohead. But it was my becoming, you know, more my favorite like, oh, band. I already like this. And now this is with this. Right. And then now, like, a singing nigga is talking about Radiohead. And they're just, like, just kicking it and having fun. Like, it just seems, Yeah. Um, quickly another song, um, There Will Be Tears. Literally emotional every time. He's talking about how um, he didn't grow up with the father and how he, you know, just wished that he could be around him. And it was, I don't know. He just put so much emotion in his shit. Everything's so smart and everything is well, uh, It's there's a purpose behind it. And even when he's doing like fun covers and stuff like that, he just, he's just a talented person. I don't know. I'm talking in circles, but yeah. The, that that um, the lyrics to "There Will Be Tears" hits so different and hard now. Listening to it today, when I was listening to the album again, yes. We're thinking about his brother that passed away. Ooh. Um, was that last year? I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's really you know deep when you think about it when you start putting that two together. Ooh, so, right, um, yeah. yeah, so that that touched me in a little different way. But you know, I was introduced to this album late, like after. Um, after channel, channel Orange. Yeah, by us. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I was on to Frank Ocean late anyway, because you know I don't I don't mind admitting you know I grew a lot a whole lot y'all, you know, and there was a time back in the day where I would look at Forrest Gump and I'd be like I don't, I don't like that type of shit, mm-hmm. and I ain't gonna lie, but I, that ain't Brent no more, you guys. That ain't me. So, uh, know, but right. you know, so now back in the day, you know, I wasn't quite into that, but then. I grew, I learned, and, uh, you know, Frank Ocean is definitely top five, top five, top five, one of my favorite artists, period. But anyway, That's so, what we call growth. Yeah, so I was introduced to this album late, but still, even being introduced to it late after hearing Channel Orange and everything, going back to it, loving it, this thing is great, you know, yes. man, what a great debut mixtape, right. a great debut mm-hmm. album. The nigga hit on all cylinders, the range. man. Like, and then, like Yoke said, not just falling in love with the songs and the lyrics and his voice. But knowing that this nigga has the same type of, you know, mm-hmm. likes that I have. Like, you know, Soul Calibur and Street Fighter. I'm not into fighting games like I used to, but there was a time when Soul Calibur was, you know, the thing that I did that, you know, my word. back Especially back then, around that time. Soul Calibur, I was into fighting games heavily. And um, and then Radiohead in the clip, like Yoke mm-hmm. said, hearing that is just so fucking cool. So, you know, and then the, the Strawberry... Swing cover. Yes. You know, you that's did not that, expect that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's all. when that album was huge, and I love Coldplay back in the day, then they fell off terribly. If he came to Beatles, that's why. That's another story for another day. But, um, yeah, great, great project. I only wish it could be on real streaming because it's, you know, sometimes uh, a struggle to find it and listen to it. I put mm-hmm. it up on SoundCloud. And, you know, you go to SoundCloud, you search Nostalgia Ultra, and there's like 10 different versions of it. You Reeves, got a load of reverb. Yeah, you got to weed through the thing. garbage and find it. You can do that. I have an MP, I, I have the MP3 on my phone. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. And that I like crap. Well, I'd have okay. to find it. For, 
I had them transfer the, the files from my computer to your computer. Okay. So you can sync it to your phone. That's literally how I did it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it keeps going to my new phones. That's something you're not to be discovered. But yeah, it keeps coming up. Well, yeah, um, I really want it probably tonight. So. Okay. All right. Um, also, sorry. We All Try. Very good song of the times. I listened to the whole album today just as a um, refresher. We All Try. We're talking about like literally you have to believe in something. Such a beautiful song. We were just talking about just life in general the other day, like as a cousin. And it's just like that message is so powerful. He's like, I don't believe in these things. I do believe in these things. Like, you got to take a stance on some things and you got to have faith in terms of like, you know, your religion, your spirituality. You have to believe in something to make the world function. Um, so, yeah, I love this. This was very nostalgic. I um, no don't even know if I heard the whole mixtape back in the day when y'all was. I heard it on LimeWire. I don't know how I got the song. I don't know who put me on. But I tried to go back and download more songs of his um, that I could. So I never heard the entire full album. So, But I will say from the ones that I did get to live with, a.k.a. Novocaine, AKA, I'm about to dive in the ocean. Oh my gosh, I love his tone. Um, so yeah, it's he's he's been been a goat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Next case, we're gonna talk about Kaya's. Is that how we say it? It's Kia. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kia, her. Mm-hmm. her tiny desk performance. I got to watch that. Did mm-hmm. anyone else watch it besides me and Brent? Mm-hmm. All right, take it mm-hmm. away. Okay. I'm going to go right off the top. I'm going to fuck. It's my new favorite Tiny Desk, period. Damn. Um, she went off just from the song she picked and just her giving a little interludes, talking in the beginning. All her stuff is just influenced by the writings of black women, mm-hmm. having little clips playing of, um, you know, some uh, speeches and stuff from black women. is just amazing. Um, first off, let's start with the band. Her band, The Fleet. The, the nigga playing The Fleet, Kayla. <laughs> The That's the part that yeah. was taking me in. Yeah, the nigga playing the flute was special. I felt like I was listening to, like, sitting in the backseat of my father's car while he was listening to jazz. Mm-hmm. Like, it was so jazzy and soulful. Yes. And that's where I always start with, you know, of course, Tiny Desk always have live bands, live music. But I also want to always want to look at the singer, what, who they pick to be in their band, who they pick to play, what instruments they pick. And the flute nigga, oh my Brent, gosh, she went he off. Showed up. Yeah, he really went off. He had a little interlude and it led so perfectly into the next song. Oh my gosh. Okay, let me try to do this right. Rectify. I want to start with that. I've been She's, singing that all week. <laughs> she switched the song up though, Kaylin. And this new way, the on the album is uh, who, who rectify me? And that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But on Tiny Desk it was who rectifying me? Oh my gosh. Who rectifying me, but singing much better. Oh, so you're saying she changed the... She slowed it down? It's who rectifying me, but then it's mm-hmm. who rectifying me. Fine. Who rectifying me. Oh, uh, who rectifying me. So yes. she... Are you saying she changed the <laughs> word? No. Okay, never mind. Just you know, keep going. Yeah. Okay. But anyway, she changed the, the, the tune up. <laughs> and it's just beautiful with the flute, her voice. Um, just the, the whole swag Her of little it. runs, like, yes. I would just want to say, like, when I think about Kia, I think about intentional. Like, she puts stuff in, like, I hear what Destiny means when Destiny's like, why did they put this here? Why did, like, why did they make this go that way? Like, mm-hmm. 
she's very intentional about how she puts her runs and says certain things and she may do a chant where she's saying the same thing over and over but like she'll like change a word up and i think she does it also with the way that she sings like she just she does so much with her she just plays with her range. I don't know how else I can sing. Okay, yeah. But she's not just sitting there and singing a melody over and mm -hmm. over. Like, mm -hmm. there's certain differences in each note. And I don't see that with people a lot. And that's why she's kind of, like, taking me in. It's giving me D'Angelo or somebody. Mm, I'm with you. I can see that totally. Um, the, yeah, and, and a whole, another thing that I love is the song selection she picked. Like I said, she did the Who Rectify Me. And um, I can't think of all the songs. I'm not good with album or song names right now. Mm -hmm. But... She did the other song that I love so much. Um, if you see me, if you see me walking down the street, don't say nothing to me. Okay, Brad, just go ahead, keep going. Yeah, I sang, I sang that totally wrong. But um, <laughs> there's other people like Moses who did this and Black Blood Orange who did Tiny Desk. They never Black do my Blood favorite Orange. songs. They always do the more up happy songs. Mm -hmm. No, she went straight to my favorites. Yeah. And she did it so well. Kia, you're one of my new favorite artists right now. Uh, you're maybe my, my favorite new artist. Let me fix that. You're my favorite new artist right now. And uh, hearing this Tiny Desk just solidified that for me even so much more. So anyone, if you're in the neo, you're in the soul, neo soul, that type of music, I highly recommend you listen to this Tiny Desk. It blessed me tremendously. I listened to it a few times now, like over and over. It's great. It is great. Next case, Notorious Big is getting, B.I.G., is getting a documentary. It's going to be produced for Netflix in March 1st. Now, anyone have anything to react? I would love to see Victoria's Notorious Big. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to see how big he really was. Well, I'll be down there to check this out. That was yeah. really good, Kyle. That was a good punchline. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to check this out, though. I'll check it out, but I mean, how many fucking stories can we tell? Didn't you watch the one on, like, A&E? Yes, I watched them all. <laughs> Kaylin, you stole the words from my mouth. <laughs> what else new can you show me? I just don't understand, okay? I've literally seen... At least five or six Biggie and Tupac and Biggie stories in my whole life. It has to have been. It maybe even have been more. Mm -hmm. But um, they're still coming. So. But if it's a Netflix doc, you know they're going to put a little bit more intention in it. Besides Hotel Cecil, I'm going to try to watch it. And I'm also going to try to watch Nightwalker. But y'all, I know like Joe Button Podcast is talking about Hotel Cecil. Have y'all heard anything about it on Reddit and stuff, Kevin and Kai? No, I have no idea what you're talking about. People were hyping this um, this documentary up from Netflix, and me and Earl was watching it, and it's getting corny. They're oh. doing too much enactment. Oh my god, I forgot we watched that documentary. Is this the hotel with people missing and yes, stuff? They don't it know what happened. Mm -hmm. but it's just so stupid. Mm -hmm. It's too much reenactment. Anyway, Biggie, congratulations. No, but <laughs> I want to say one more thing about this doc. That may make you guys want to listen or watch it. It's, it made me a little more interested. A commercial came on on the radio about it before my wife and I came in here to do the pod. Um, this is actually being done by Diddy and Biggie's mother. Okay. They put their stamp of approval on this oh, one. Oh, yeah. You yeah. Posted, Diddy posted about it. it. Yeah, that's yeah. a good point. Right. So this makes it a little different. And they said they have never before seen you know footage and stuff. So I'm like, okay. This that. might be the last one I'll watch. This is the Diddy and the mother one. Their mm -hmm. stamp. So... Okay, great. Next case. JPEG Mafia episode two EP review. Two. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Peggy um, came out and blessed us with another another project. I'm again like Brittle thought he was late to Frank Ocean. I've been super late to JPEG Mafia. So I gave it a shot. This is nothing like he's dropped at all. Like 
what I mean by like he it sounds like his choruses of his songs. But imagine that the entire time. There's no crazy bang and I just shot the bitch with my dick. And there's no crazy like weird ass ad libs or beat switches. It's just him singing over like very heavily auto tune songs and it just comes out really well. Is it um didn't James Blake produce this or something? You sure? Check. Let's find out. What I, don't. I feel like he collab with some weird, um, not weird, but That'd be something else. some um, some rapper uh, this recently. Sorry. Well, I, I can say at least with the project though, seven songs, really good, um, really good lyrics too. I had to pull up one of the lines where they basically he's just really just calling out people and their bullshit on it. Overall, give me one second to pull that oh, up. Oh no, JPEG Mafia produced all of this by himself. Really? Oh, but he's with. James is with JPEG though, isn't that cool? Yeah, you see it in the thing. Panic room, and yeah, he says, "Glad we met." The music, the music was, was a, bonus. a bonus. That's what I'm saying. I yeah. felt like I sound like that means he did something on it. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't heard this project yet, and I feel ashamed, but I plan to listen to it soon. Well, yeah, I think Kevin, if you you know listening to JPEG, I'm a big JPEG fan. All my heroes are cornballs was a lot slower and leading towards this. Mm. Still with the loud, crazy moments here and there and all my heroes are cornballs. But yeah. it was getting more melodic, right, Kai? You know, yes, more yes. singing and shit. Mm. This is all, this EP is all that, Kai. All singing, mm. all slow, amazing beats, like kind of, you know, ting- hinging on electronic. Um, you know, of course, with the uh, auto-tune and shit on his voice, those effects sometimes. Yeah, JPEG in his bag, going off. Mm. This EP was great. I love the whole feel of it. So fun. So quick. Get you in. Get you, you know, give you what you need and get you out. So, uh, yeah, JPEG, keep going this direction. Mixing with the loud, boombastic on the album. I love it, man. Keep doing it. So mm-hmm. fun. Great. Next case. Lucky Day. A Table for Two. EP review. Who listened? I listened to the beginning. I didn't. I'm sorry. There was two. Right, I, listened, I listened to oh, it. I, I was going to say, we can go to the next one. No, I was no. just going to say, I really enjoyed this EP. I think it was a nice one. Um, my criticism for Lucky Day is keep those fucking interludes to your fucking self. Yes. I don't need that shit. You're not as artistic as you think. I'm or glad you, you said something, Kayla. I hate I was like, I, I hate them. I, I was like, I can't champion for that. Yeah. At all. Now, the first album, fine. It's your, your fucking debut album. Many people kind of do that on their debut album to show that they're different and artsy. But like, okay, nigga. It's the EP now. You can cut it off. Other than that, I did like all of the songs. I liked all the songs. I liked how each of them had a... um. A feature on it and they were all by women I thought that was really cool and um, you know interesting for him to do that my favorite one has to be I think it's the one with the Tiana Major I really like that song and really? I also, mm-hmm. that's your favorite yeah, that's yeah and I also like the Atlantic song a lot as well react um, so uh, listeners may not know how I feel about Lucky Day um, I'm, he's still up in the air I'm not very sure about him but Kaylin said, hey, Brent, he put out his new EP. You know, listen to it if you can. Kaylin really liked it. So I said, I'm going to listen to it for no other reason, you know, other than for Kaylin, but for the plot so I can have something to say about it. So I put it on today. I checked it out. I'm not a fan of his, his album, his first album. I think it sounds too much like Chris Brown vibes or something like that. Or um, like um, commercial R&B, in my opinion. But I put this on. I heard the How Much Can a Heart Take? And that's the one featuring... Yebba? Who? Is that the first Yebba. one? Yebba. Yeah, I heard Yebba Debba Do. And I said, this is not the same... Nigga. 
Yeah, this ain't the same. <laughs> what the fuck is his name? Lucky, lucky day. day. This ain't the same Lucky Day from that first album. This is different. This is already the type of soul and R and B that I like to hear. I like this direction. I like the way this sounds. Of course, Yubba sounds amazing. Lucky sounded good on the song too. I was a fan of this song. Um, then the second song came on. You know, the on on read with Tiana Major, and I didn't like that as much. It started sounding more so like the commercial R and B, Chris Brown and stuff. Not as bad. Mm-hmm. Still better than that, right. but still going towards that direction. You're so, giving my review as so. This will yeah. be copy pasted as of now. <laughs> so I was getting nervous. Mm-hmm. Then Mahalia came on that I song with her, saying. and I liked that song. Mm-hmm. You know, Ari Lennox, Ari Lennox song came on. You know, it was going. It was getting a little for, forgettable to be honest as the album went. Mm-hmm. But uh, even though I, I love the Mahalia song, the Ari Lennox song was cool. Dream, I don't remember very well. But then Falling in Love, I remember, ended the album very well. Mm-hmm. I like Falling in Love. It was a great way to end it with Joyce Rice. I don't know her. I don't know but it sounded good. So, um, you know. I like the um the Queen Naja one, too. I will say. I heard this. This was out before. Because it was on Queen Naja's album. Mm-hmm. So maybe because I heard it on her on her album and I liked okay. hearing Lucky Day on it. It kind of like stuck with me. So I like that one, too. But I was just going to say... I think this um, is reminiscent of what true R&B is. Like, he's giving me a little ushery. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll give you that. Uh, yeah, safe ushery. to say? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. That's safe it's to say. It's giving me, like, my boo era, Usher. <laughs> yeah, but there was nothing here to pull me back. Ooh. So, yeah. though Not I one? would... No. Though I would say... It's much better than what I thought Lucky Day was in my mind. So, when you bring Lucky Day up, I'm not going to be roasting him no more and saying oh, those little good. snide remarks. Because this was going on a better path. But I didn't even add this to my library. Because I know I'm not going to listen to this again. Oh it didn't move me. You know, it, it, it was it was, it was was nice, but it didn't move me. Okay. So that's it. Um, yeah, I didn't hear, I think, from like R. Lennox on. Um, <laughs> so I need so to, I know I'm going to like the R. Lennox song. Just like, they're just there's no way this is going to be a bad song. But I've realized what I really don't, not really don't, but I don't like as much about Lucky Day. I don't like his upper register. I feel like he, at some point, sounds whiny to me. Okay. Um, so that's the part where I, his voice is messing up. But overall, his lower register and his tone is beautiful. Like, he can sing. There's no sense. I'm not saying he can't sing, but sometimes when he, like, does the, the higher notes, it kind of turns, it's off-putting to me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't know, like, I can, like, go behind a full project, especially if it's more on the poppy R&B side. Um, but I, but again, I really do love the Yubba song. Um, that was just very beautiful. She can, oh my God, sing the house down as well. But, um, yeah, yeah it was just a different vibe. A little bit on that song to me. Right. Cause I was like, you're going to be like an after that. Mm-hmm. And that. Yeah. This is not the type of song I would usually think I would hear. Him right. Like, exactly. Agree. So lucky day. Um, I'm still rooting for you. Thank you for that. Um, D'Angelo is in the next verses. He's going to be versus his friends. We don't know what his friends are. We can react to the fact that D'Angelo's getting a versus. I had no clue on earth that he will be getting a versus next. And you know I prophesied it. Two minutes. Two minutes before. Remember where I... (laughs) Literally. He... D'Angelo just came... For all those don't know. I prophesied it two minutes before. It's hilarious. (laughs) Seriously. You know I prophesied. D'Angelo... Came yeah, back to, to mm-hmm. sorry, go what? ahead. D'Angelo <laughs> came on to back to Instagram. He, I mean, he's never been on Instagram. He created an Instagram account recently within the past month. I knew it because Mac Ayers is a D'Angelo stan, and he was like, "Oh my God, the goat's here!" So I like followed him or whatever. So I got a notification that he was live 
and he was live with D Nice. I was like, oh, this is really cool. I was like, they should put his ass on versus. D'Angelo should be she on versus, whatever. Then not even an hour later, Kaylin was like, oh, D'Angelo is on versus. And I was like, wait, what? And then we went to it together and we were like confused. So yeah, it was strange because I saw him live and he's and immediately on versus. And we were just versus. listening to D'Angelo at Destiny yes. a week and a half ago or something like that. Yeah. So it was just following the line too weird. Versus mm-hmm. friends is strange to me. I don't know why you can't just name the niggas. You know, versus can't, but um, so I'm gonna have my eye on that. And but, why is it a versus? Like, how is he yeah. gonna be really going against four niggas? No, I and, think he's just gonna be celebrating his music. Well, don't call it <laughs> versus then, I right? Know. Yeah, well, I guess that's the, the brand, that's the name of the brand, so they're rolling with it. But just knowing I'm gonna hear D'Angelo, I really don't care who he's going up against, I know that's what I'm gonna be listening to. Um, I had taken the last two, what, two or three verses off. It was just people that I don't really stand for. I'm not very interested in. But D'Angelo, I'm a huge fan of. So I'm very excited about this. And I believe this nigga's going to be a um, he's going to be a trip on here, I think, as well. So I'm definitely going to watch this. I'm excited. They were talking about this on the Joe Button podcast. And Parks had said the Black Messiah was forgettable for him. It wasn't his favorite. Is he dumb? Hold up. Okay, so is he talk- we're not talking about Judas and the Black Messiah. No, we're talking okay. about the D'Angelo Messiah. Oh, 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 what like, is it again? It's like D'Angelo and the Vanguard or yeah, something. Yeah, the Vanguard. Uh-huh. He said he, that was forgettable. I thought that was a really good album to he, me. Yeah, he doesn't know good music then. I mean, I know it's hard to say because he's on there with Joe Budden and he's producer and all this shit. But um, I hear... Joe Budden and them having good music tastes. I know Rory does, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to R and B. But I don't know about Parks. Parks, especially saying something like this. Yeah, I was, I was kind <laughs> of like taken aback because I'm like, yeah. this is the grooviest, fun mm-hmm. album. Yeah. It was just such a groove. That shit. I, I don't think I don't think it won a Grammy, but it was definitely nominated. So I'm not sure what what he's talking about. Okay. But, um, yeah, this is gonna be fun. I'm excited. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm not gonna make this long. Our next topic is. I believe that Pusha C is an industry plan. We're still in music. <laughs> yeah, and it's confirmed. He's on Atlantic's label, the same label as Cardi B. That's why his very first single, um, my friend Sam mentioned to me, had like Lil Baby on it. Like, how do you have that? You know, you're not known. Apparently, he was Gucci Man's artist. And Gucci, I guess, got him on Atlantic. And that's why someone like Pooh Shiesty is on the fucking Judas and the Messiah album. Mm-hmm. How? Who put him on there? Yeah. I just Failed. couldn't believe it. Yeah, I His was name listening. just was on Twitter. Next like. thing I know, he's on the the Judas album. Go ahead, Kai. Yeah, I was going to say, Gucci Mane's uh, 1017 Brick Squad is a part of Atlantic. That's why. Okay. So that would make sense. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Well, there, there it is. He's confirmed. Well, they had me listening to some fucking Pusha T. I put his album on when it came out last week. Because well, I, Breakfast Club. I listened to Breakfast Club and Twitter as well. But he came on and Charlamagne was going off. DJ Envy. Oh, we got Pusha T. been so big in the hood in the South for so long. Yo, this nigga is probably dropping his first album. Be so excited. I'm like, am I you missing rent? something? Because I was confused as well. I was like, where did he come from? I don't know. I don't know. Alright, what do you think about his album? Oh, uh, one song and it got cut off. Cut the fuck off. Yeah, same okay. about his song on um, Black Panther. I mean, uh, Judas. Alright. Oh my god. <laughs> and Brent, you're the one who said that this kind of is up there with Black, or was that Kai? Y'all said that, that soundtrack was up with Black Panther? It was, it was just nine songs, it would have been. No, yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> Not at all. What? 
I don't think it's anywhere near. No, I'm saying if you cut off those, if it was just those nine songs. Even with them, I feel like Kendrick had a lot more intention when making that album. I don't know. It was like a cool like theme going on. This was just rapping. Some people rapping about killing and murdering niggas, (laughs) and then other people talk about get your hands off of me, police. I was just like, which one is which? Oh, okay. You talking about the Pooh Shiesty niggas, right? Yeah, no, but I'm saying, saying it's hey, on the hey, same hey. album, Brent. That's what I'm saying. Like, you can't be like, it just didn't feel like the theme was that's going what through. That's what the whole point is that I'm saying. If you could cut off that album as its own thing, it would have been a better album. Okay, I disagree. Oh, could have been if you could cut those other niggas off. You disagree that be better. I just still disagree oh, that, okay. that um, Black Panther is still a better project, regards. Okay, next case. Kai is going to give us a review. A very special, long-awaited, and long-salivated review. I'm a born sinner, but I die better than that. All right. You <laughs> Welcome to the... I know that. I know that fucking harmony. I do it every time. That was blood harmony right there. Yeah. We literally came together as one. Or did it not sound that good to y'all? No, it sounded no, great. Sounded okay, good. I was going to say, am I tripping? Okay, Kai, give us a review of J. Cole's Born Sinner. Right. For those who don't know, I made a bet that if Joe Biden won the presidency, um, that <laughs> I would listen to all of J. Cole's albums because I'm a known J. Cole hater. And um, sadly, Joe Biden won, well. and sadly, I've listened to J. Cole's albums. Not sadly, nigga. <laughs> well, little known to me that there's two versions of The Born Center. I listened to the deluxe, which I should, if I had known now, I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> so it turns... Oh, let me see. It turns a, a 16 song album to a 21 album. 21 song album. Mm-hmm. So this is truly content for oh, the podcast. Okay, sorry. To, um, you know, speed this um, process along. Um, this album is very dated. However, it is not a bad sign of its time because a lot of albums I like feel very dated. Like. You know, Thank Me Later, Drake's, you know, first album feels very 2009, 2010-ish. Okay. However, you know, it's not necessarily a bad thing for it. Like, um, especially J. Cole, what he's saying, he's more abrasive, more, uh, way more aggressive than he is on all of his later projects. Um, the beat selection is incredible. Um, I don't th- he wasn't making his beats at this point, was he? I don't think so. I don't think so. Okay. No, I think it was some Jay-Z Probably shit. Probably Drake and them. I mean, Kanye and them. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I just looked it up, but um, it's not him, but... Who, Juro Mez Davis. I don't know how many songs you did, but if you did a lot, he did do a lot. Um, you fucking killed it on this album. Every single beat's hard. There's none that is bad. Um, J. Cole, he, like, uh, I enjoyed it. <laughs> so, so, so just, but, uh, you know, like always with J. Cole, it's still a little bit of you know, bittersweet. Mm-hmm. This song has some fucking stinkers on it. This album did. All right, what are they? What, so, I mean, what are the, the standouts? Let's not talk about the stinkers first. Yeah, I'll go to the stinker. Well, fine, fine, fine. Standouts, Land of the Snakes. Land of the Snakes. Uh, Standouts, Power Trip and Miguel. Yeah. Um, Rich oh, Niggas. Um, what's it called? Let Nas mm-hmm. Down. Yeah. The title track, Born Center. Um, Day. This is on the deluxe, so y'all might not know this, but Sparks Will Fly. It with um, Janae like... Echo. That's one of my favorite Jacob yeah. songs. Yeah. And um, I also yeah, really liked... Um, What's it called? Oh, I'm sorry. Where's the last one? Oh, Runaway. Mm-hmm. So, like, okay. I, you got it. You got it out of me. Yeah. But on this album, it still does. This is not on the deluxe either. It has Forbidden Fruit. 
in that song. Are you fucking dumb? Kendrick Lamar Me and my bitch didn't like that song. I never want to hear that again. Wow. I had to say what the fuck I was listening to. Oh, that's sick. It's guys. very old, and it really sounds like two niggas that didn't have self control. And they were just making a weird, nasty song for the sake of making a weird, nasty song. <laughs> you sick. The other song I truly hated was She Knows. That was also terrible to me. I never heard that song I in my lifetime. I, I, like that song. I love that song too, but I understand why you wouldn't like it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And also, J. Cole had a few questionable bars on here. Like, um. Oh, fuck. Where is it? I came up with the wound with my dick hard. What the fuck? That is like it made me really laugh, but like I did not expect that to come up from Jacob. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense though. No, it's just it. Come on. People say that. People say that all the time. It's just I did not people do not say I came out the womb with my dick hard. I'm not letting you get up and off. <laughs> yeah, I don't really want to say it, yeah, but I've this seen, was weird. Who I've says? Seen, I've seen I heard rappers say like I came out the room holding my nuts or something like that, right, Brandon? <laughs> <laughs> or my like yeah. I feel like I've heard somebody say that before, but I'm not. I'm not but, defending the bar, but I'm just saying, like, it's not like he's the first person who said that. But even that is different from I came out with my dick hard and holding my nuts, though. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm just saying. Sure. But uh, I understand the bar, though. I know what he's trying to okay, say. Okay. It was just weird you. to me. Another bar that um, stood out to me was, what you eat don't make me shit, and who you fuck don't make me come. That's it, That's a good bar, though. I'm sorry. I'm what? PlayStation chat. Yeah. I have never that's heard saying, that. I've never yes, heard what that you eat don't make me shit is a is a real saying. Well, yeah. that stuck out to me because I never heard that in my life. And so he added his own twist to it, saying, "Who you fuck don't make me come." Like another metaphor that he's just adding to it to like take it up a notch. Okay, well, I didn't like it. I thought it was really cringe. And um, finally, <laughs> to end this final joke of um, between the cousins, how um, I think it's um, "Runaway" is the original of "Folding Clothes." That is a song I stick against J. Cole the most because it's the funniest to me. And um, just the fact that I found the origin of that song is just... A like, Falling Clothes? Yes. What did you think about the interludes? Interludes were not bad. They weren't annoying because, like, um, I'm glad there weren't that many interludes either. Was, mm-hmm. I think it's just two, I want to say, offhand. I don't know. But, like, um, yeah, they're, not, they're annoying and they're well-placed. Okay. But I'm not going to let you just get that shit off of our Runaway. Runaway is one of my favorite songs on the album. Runaway is beautiful. Run away, run away, run away, run away, And that's when you have you have the nigga Mike Epps coming in the beginning. Yeah. When the guy, right, you know, right. that nigga ain't like that. Yeah. You know, the nigga came in. That was yeah. so funny. Yes, I was dying. Kai, this is a great album, a great song. You had maybe three questionable lines you said. Give this nigga the props. Yeah. This shit... Ten out of ten. And he was dragging his nuts. Y'all say, allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Cole. Like, he's, like, doing a nod to Jay-Z. No, he was disrespectful to Jay-Z on Rockefeller in this album on so many times, I think. He was in the beginning, too. That's the thing that stuck out to this album so much to me, even back then in 2013 when I first listened to it. Like, he has a few lines that's kind of dissing Jay and Beyonce, in my opinion. He said something about, uh, Beyonce told me she wanted a new Bugatti. That thing is worth more than me. I think she knew it probably. Mm-hmm. Like stuff mm-hmm. like that. This is a little jab, you know. Say, what I'm you saying? remember when he was outside? Um, what did he say at the about a Tupac album or something like but that? Put CDs in my hand when he said he didn't want it was fuck him again. One day he's gonna regret paying me. Who called the year he be fucking paying me? Yeah. <laughs> Could you say to me, I? Uh-huh. My God. Yeah. yeah. So he was saying like he literally dissed his own boss mm-hmm. on his day. Was it no, not his debut mm-hmm. album, but his first album with Rockefeller. Yes. So. Well, I'm glad that you have nothing but bad, good things to say for the movie. <laughs> <Not laughs> it's still not my exact style that I want to listen to on the regular, 
But like, I would like to hear J. Cole with this intensity, but with his lyrical, what he talks about, where it's more conscious and substantive, mm-hmm. I would like to hear that return instead of, you know, his more calmer demeanor that he's been doing as of late. Yeah. And another month has gone by without no music from J. Cole. Mm-hmm. So, and you know what? I'm really very mad right now. Once he comes back, I'm going to start sucking him off again. But right now, I am just kind of perturbed. We talked about this on Party Chat. We were like, if J. Cole doesn't drop this year, is he canceled? I was like, yes, he's canceled. But I, then I was like, if he don't drop in the, thir- the first quarter of this year, he might be canceled. Mm-hmm. He I'm not going to cancel him ever. I'm, I'm obviously not going to cancel him, but okay. I'm just like, he should deserve to get dragged. Because yeah, he literally teased it mm-hmm. at the end All of the year. The year he and he it. said that there's going to be more fucking um, projects before whatever yeah. he was going to drop in the first place. So get to dropping. Because yeah. you, <laughs> you got time. Instead of wearing shoes, ugly ass shoes at that. Ooh. Yes, I second that. Um, I just want to say real quick, y'all, Deontay Hitchcock is a very precious person. He did a quarantine live concert to build money for people in Atlanta. And he released the album. This is his third time releasing the album. First the regular, then the deluxe, and now the um, live version. But it, it was so nice. Listening to a live album of a rap album, it makes you feel like you're really at a concert. Hearing him do the interludes and stuff. And I just want to give him some regards. I think he's a great rapper. Uh, I think he has a fun personality. And I think he's doing his best. Like, ain't nobody out here releasing live albums that much. Like, I thought that was cool. What do you guys think about that? Um, Very well. It's nice to do a live album. But I don't Mm. listen to this guy. Okay. Why niggas in Atlanta need money? What ain't money? Hey Siri, pause. Alright, so the next thing we're gonna talk about is new releases. And the first new release and only new release <laughs> is the Polish Positions <laughs> Deluxe album. Yeah. So just wanna put it out there for our listeners. Um Ariana will be dropping this uh Friday. Um, with four new songs on the end of her album, so we'll see. Um, they sound beautiful. They put she put snippets up on her Instagram already. Great! I will be checking that out. Next case, we're transi- transitioning into the culture. Um, Lil Boosie, he was on Vlad TV. Don't know why people are still going to Vlad TV after many people have said they think he's the police, but. He went on Vlad TV and said that basically women should, people shouldn't be hyping up Lori Harvey. Um, they should be hyping up The Bachelor, not the woman who's been with multiple guys. Um, I guess y'all can chime in as well if I'm missing out something, but people are dragging him for that. Because, like, why are you not hyping up the woman? He's like, yeah, you shouldn't always put the power in a woman's hands. Someone help me out. I didn't see. Basically, like, trying to say, like, y'all are making her too popular and too sought after. She's been through like like seven or eight dudes already, so why they're still going after her? Mm-hmm. All I have to say is Boosie, as a man who's hideously ugly, has eight children with different women. He you looks so to, bad. And guy. also, it's a fucking predator that got grown as women to have sex with his child. Yeah. Yeah, you're a fucking monster. Shut the fuck up forever. <sighs> facts, all facts. You really are a fucking monster. And how fucking dare you, a man who hired a woman to have sex with his underage son, have any right to talk about a woman dating? Yeah, uh, ditto. I agree with everything y'all said, nigga. Didn't you just almost get killed too? Just can you shut the fuck up and heal yeah, or something? Yeah, you're right. Can you just sit back and recover Are you well. Vlad again? Right. Like who asked about this? Anyway, who cares? Who wanted his opinion? I, I want to give a I want to give a special shout out of a fuck you to Vlad 
this stupid motherfucker, this mm-hmm. might not have touched anyone the wrong way, but it touched me the wrong way, and I didn't like it. When they was, he brought up um, Michael B. Jordan. And Vlad was like, yeah, Michael B. Jordan is like the best black actor out there right now. Who's when it co- Vlad. Vlad. When it comes to black actors, you know, Denzel's kind of old, and he names Samuel L. Jackson's kind of old. But when it comes to black actors, when you want a rapper, I mean an actor, who do you get? I'm thinking, Nick, hold up, motherfucker. Shut the hell up about best black actor out there. Michael B. Jordan can act with the best of them out there, okay? Yes, yes. Michael Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. No, he's that okay. Name this nigga as one of the best actors, period. Don't just put him in the black actor category. We're not doing that shit no more. Mm. We're not going back to the motherfucking 90s and early 2000s talking about best black actor, best black singer, best black whatever. Tell him, No, bro. he can rap, act with the best of them in the room. Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, motherfucking Mel Gibson. <laughs> <laughs> Who Islander? Mel Gibson. Oh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones. Oh, my God. He's also not an actor. Wait, wait, he is, he is, he is. How many white actors do you know? Four? Okay, now listen. Yes, I agree with Brent. It shouldn't have to be a category that he has to fit in. Give that nigga his props. And who the fuck are you? The best Armenian podcaster? Shut up. <laughs> Niggas don't even know what you look like. Nobody cares about what you have to say. They care about what people tell you because you probe at them and try their, try the best to incriminate them. So shut the fuck up, man. Yeah, that burned me up. Y'all that he's the now, best huh? black actor. Mm-hmm. Just call God him the best actor. Also, did y'all know there's a four-year age gap between Michael B. Jordan and Milo Boosie? <laughs> Milo Boosie? <laughs> Well, I don't care. Right, well, like, little Boosie looks terrible. He looks like he's 55. Well, he looks yeah. like he's yeah. he was water 55. one day. Yeah. His eyes are black. So oh, I don't think that's it. We, we was laughing at Middle Boosie, but that's a bar, though. They're four years apart. I God, fucking can't crazy. tell. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, what? That's crazy. Yeah, Michael B. Jordan's 34. Little Boosie's 38. That's it. Little Boosie Basically looks like he's like, like my dad's age. Yes. <laughs> he looks worse than my dad, like 10 times worse. He looks like leather. Yes! He also he looks exactly leather. like how he, what he's rapped about his entire life. He looks like what he lived through. He talked about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh All right, God. y'all. Rest next in peace case. to Kaylin's 2008 self. All right. I don't know why. Because okay. you love Lil Boosie back. Yes. Oh, don't get me wrong. Lil Boosie mm-hmm. old shit still hits. Like, don't. Pl- I will still listen to that shit today. But his new stuff is dumb. I liked him better when he was like selling drugs in the hood and stuff. The next case is going to be a quick Bachelor recap. Ariel, I want you to talk about the Rachel situation, and I want you to bring yeah. it in. Where she might want to skip, right? Mm. Why not? Okay. This is... Okay. Um, oh, wow. Rachel, um, from this current season of the first Black Bachelor. Male um, Bachelor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Email bachelor. <laughs> Somebody write that in the topic. Bachelor rat does not name. exist. Okay, so <laughs> yes, the first black bachelor this season. Um, black bachelor. One of the. <laughs> Nobody said black bachelor. I'm sorry. A black bachelor. Okay. Basically, long story short, Rachel, one of the um, season contestants on The Bachelor, who we assume goes very far in the show with Nick. Nate. Matt. 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 Jesus. Squidward. Uh, He's a top four, right? Okay. Basically, 
Basically, it came yeah. out that she was involved in some racist things. Number one, attending a antebellum plantation party. Number two, her one of her close friends dressing their black friend up as a slave at the bowling alley. Number three, her father being a trumper. Number four, her father and mother donating multiply to multiple Republican anti-Biden Trump campaigns. So basically all around her is tr- black hating racist. Well, proceed to be allegedly. <laughs> So basically, they're saying like you're probably racist as well, and they're saying that you're probably racist because she attended the antebellum plantation party. Ariel, were there any tweets that were in question as well? Mm, I don't think so. Wasn't the antebellum party like almost like a mock from Rachel herself? Yeah, something. Like, you know, we don't do them things in the north because we have sense. So I don't know too much. No, because we're fucking winners in the north, not the south. Ooh, and you that's on Mary had a little lamb. So basically, Brent, come on in. She's like the last white woman left too. And yes. so you can you can't script this in my opinion, mm-hmm. you know. For maybe you can script it. I don't know. But for her to be the last white woman left, you know, and this is the, all the type of stuff she has behind her. And next week they're going into you know hometowns and her family. You know oh, the no. way her family was grilling Matt looked like it was going to be very triggering or very interesting to watch. So wait, you felt that from the previews of hometowns? Yeah, uh-huh, the way he was looking at him and talking, but we'll see. Maybe I was wrong, but I felt like I felt something. Okay. But uh, I just can't believe he voted off Jess Sennel. That's but all But the thing I have about Rachel is that Rachel went out of her way to say like I'm I care about everyone. I don't care where it um what you look like. Like I don't care about if you're black or white. I just know that people are people and love is love. That's what makes it worse for her. See, because she tried to say, I don't see color kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And now you're tied to multiple That is the dead giveaway that you're racist. I'm sorry. <laughs> if you have to do the, I don't believe in color. Yeah. I don't see. I don't care if you're purple. Right. I don't care if you're yellow or red. Mm-hmm. I just see you for you. That's how I know exactly how you're racist. Yes. And you're literally just covering that up. <laughs> yeah. So, um, basically, the world wants to know, what is Matt going to do? And also, Chris Harrison, the host of The Bachelor and The Bachelorette, he went on a show with a former Bachelorette whose name is Rachel Lindsay. And Rachel Lindsay was the first black woman Bachelorette and basically defended the other Rachel, the white girl. He offended white, defended white Rachel terribly as if she was like his daughter or something. He did not really have an, an, any impartial stance to me. It kind of showed where he was when he was defending it. And um, lo and behold... Uh, basically, he, I you want to say what he said, basically. He's like, basically, well, are we really going to criticize someone for something they did in 2018 and 2021? And that's where I want to quote Kyle Brinson. Through a lens. Shut the fuck up forever. Mm-hmm. You're literally talking about three years ago. I can see if this was in 1999 right. or yeah. some shit like that. <laughs> but like three years ago. Right. Exactly. How? What type of twisted, like, vision does he have when he can say that on it live no sense. national e television and say it's like a 2018? That was back in 2018. Do we even have that lens back then that we're looking at? What the fuck? 
fuck no, Liz are you talking yeah. about? He's right. been using that argument to explain so many yes. other racist yes, things. he's doing yeah. a dog whistle to say, like, this whole, t- like, people who are, like, super, like, conservative and don't like cancel culture and stuff like that, they like to say, like, oh, this is a new lens where we're accepting gay people or we're, we're doing trans rights yeah. and we're we, fighting for Black Lives Matter. This is this new social. We can't lens. judge everything by the, the past of our new standards. Exactly. That's the argument. Like, but you're trying to use that, like, I mean, you can tell he's been using that argument for so long. Right. He tried to, he brought up that dead horse one more time and didn't realize yeah. what year you were talking about. Like, for instance, <laughs> J. Cole, he says the mm-hmm. F word multiple times um, in that album that Kai just refu- reviewed. But that is an example of that was the lens back then. People didn't know it was as bad as as and terrible as we know now. I really don't no. feel like people knew back then. I was, I was actually on the Twitter chat asking Brent, what the hell did that even mean? Yeah. So, <laughs> that was so confusing. So oh. I feel like that's an example, but you can't use that for going to Wait, a slave party in 2018. So in what's it called? Born Center. Now I'm only quoting oh, the song. Yeah. I'm people, listeners. I'm not trying to use this. I'm my no, verbal AK slave F words, and I don't give an F new say F word. Okay, F word. Don't be so sensitive yeah. if you want to get fucked in the ass in between whoever else dick it is. Pause. Yeah. Maybe the okay, line okay, was clear. Okay. All about I'm just saying that, like the joke. The line was supposed to be talking about them being homophobic. But it didn't make a lick of sense to me. I was very confused. <laughs> 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 oh, <laughs> you just want to say this? I thought it was a word that I didn't know, and I kind of didn't know what it no. meant. That's why See, I was confused. The problem is, he says after that part, and who can blame you? That's where, like, because that leaves, like, is he trying to be homophobic? And who can blame you? Boy meets world, and then goes off to the next part of the song. Maybe he was just trying to find some words, but that was not That was a horrible. Yes. He also got canceled by the um, Bushanese people because he said he used the R word as well. Yes, so I brought all that to say, back then, we knew, we didn't know that it was as offensive as we know now. But 2018, you should know that slavery was abolished in 1865 or some shit. And you shouldn't be paying nods to slavery and plantation parties in 2018. This bitch. is what happens when you literally let people dictate the past. And they like, change the history of the past. And that's why I go so hard against like everyone saying, like, well, guys, Confederate monuments and stuff is not that bad. Man, Southern pride is not bad when we embrace the Civil War culture? No, nigga. It's literally the bad parts that you're praising. Yeah. Who, who, was, who was the ones having these big, elegant balls in the Antebellum South? Take I don't even know guess. what Antebellum is. I just know it was a scary movie. But I like, remember the band had to change their name because of the racism yeah, of the Lady Antebellum. Think about that. All I'm saying is, do you think poor people were dressing up in these big, nice ball gowns and shit? Yeah. for these big balls back in the 1700s? No. I have a hot take. I think he should have known about the word the F word back then in 2013. He should have. He did. I, well, he, as he a 23 year old, knew that that was a terrible word to say in 2023. Wow, I didn't know that. Yeah. Mm. And well, he's way older. Mm. I, I, like too. I didn't know back then. I'm mm. You didn't know was, when you were 20? I knew that 20? it was a bad word, but I did not know that the F word was like equivalent to the N word. I really didn't. I feel like we I all. thought it was like, yeah, it's just like a bad word to say. Just like back in the day when people would be like, oh, yo, I'm not doing that. That's gay. Or. That's your acting game. But I feel like I stopped doing that back in like 2010. Like once I got old enough to like once South Park stopped being like the most funniest. People were still um, terrible about it. I think you knew, Kaylin. You got to think, remember. And Cole knew because remember he said, and I don't give no disrespect. disrespect. Whenever I say the F word, you know, in that verse. 
So I think he knew. Right. So he my was, point is, you know, trying to get that edge. And but be it's, edgy. it wasn't like the N word. Like J Cole would never say that today. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, like did. back then, it was yes, it was a faux pas. Like you shouldn't say it. But it wasn't like if you say the N, if you say the F word, you're getting canceled. Kind See, of. but he got canceled for saying the R word, so he knew. He didn't get canceled. He, he did. That special okay, well, guy made a freestyle about it, but he apologized right afterwards. All right, so with that being said, Chris Harrison stepped down. Um, yeah, good riddance to him. Fuck him. He stepped down. He's probably coming back. I don't, I don't see him being gone for forever. Mm-hmm. But the but biggest thing was Chris Harrison was very doubling down on what on how he felt about like we shouldn't be canceling people. The um, woke people are always trying woke to do police, this. Woke said. police. Mm-hmm. He was being really kind of like rude almost in a way that he was addressing this. Almost like he was defending his little sister or something. So he was you, you're super embarrassed because of your confidence and how you were doubling down. And now you have no job or you're not going to get paid for these you last couple episodes. Hit this dance. All right. Um, anyone know? Anyone big else? clowns. Cancel the show. You don't want to care to say who you think is going to win or you ain't even that pressed? I think Rachel will win. I think you Rachel's winning. Rachel? And I, okay. Yeah. I think the um, Serena P is going to win. That's who will win for me. Piper would have won Serena and Jacinia, the people he oh, sent her. out. No, Piper got some. I, I was shocked Serena P got Me chosen too. to go. I knew she was the winner. If it was my bachelor, she was the winner. Wait, Serena P? No, Even though she didn't. Oh, oh, the Asian. The, Why? Because she's just beautiful. Like I didn't really think that they had that much of a. They didn't have an intense connection. connection. So nice and sweet. And he picked her up and she slammed that, that big sweet. ass on the t- on the, All right. the car. <laughs> <laughs> this back that happened. I literally cannot believe you just said that. <laughs> and I'm literally talking about a girl who's probably 110 pounds. It was as well. a big heavy ass though. He slammed her on that car. Jacinia, really? Yeah. She is not a heavy ass, yeah. y'all. She she's did. literally a she petite did. woman. She's Probably 99 pounds. Okay, She's next topic. Big, oh, big, ass. big so, heavy ass. I think yeah, I would, I would put that for Megan the Stallion. I would like to okay. say that, Not that heavy, but they asked a former... The heaviest of the, of the house. Um, I'm trying to take it to the next list. I don't... Okay. That's fucking hilarious. The next, they tried to ask a former Bachelor contestant, Michael. He was a black guy who was on a white guy, a white girl's show. They asked Michael, if you were mad, what would you do? And Michael said, I would not leave my girl that I'm in love with if something happened like this. Mm-hmm. What I would do is have a conversation with her and say, like, you know why you fucked up, right? Like, you got to do better. You have to educate yourself. Wow. And, they, and then Rachel, the black one, said, well, what does that look like to you? And he said, "If I want to come home and see you reading James Baldwin. Like, I want to mm-hmm. see you actively... Trying to educate yourself on what's right and what's wrong. Oh, fuck that shit. So my question to y'all will be, what do you think about that? And if you were in a position where you knew that the person who you were in love with has all this going on around them, even Mm -hmm. if we don't have her saying anything racist directly, what do y'all think y'all would do? Corny answer. If you have four four women to choose from, you can boot the one that's racist. Goodbye. You had three at the choice. He didn't know. That's not the example. He didn't know. If she wins, I'm saying. I'm saying like. Well, he he. Has, we just found out about it now, and he doesn't know. Right. So yeah. This is all pre-recorded. Supposedly, he doesn't know. Right. He, uh-huh. he can't look at social media. And oh stuff. no, no, no. He knows about all the hate she's getting right now. Oh, oh then yeah. But oh. the show isn't. The show's done. She, he already picked somebody. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. So it's so right. It's so now yeah. it's y'all sitting at home. All that shit is coming out now that you've already picked her. Yeah. If I have a white wife and I find out she's racist towards black people. Yeah, I realize I'm a black man. I'm out. Like, there's not there's not a question about it, honestly. 
Yeah. But what? What would Dr. Umar? I'm not do? gonna be your, you know, little. But what if she didn't say anything racist directly, but all of the examples that I gave you around her? But then Wait till you call you her mad like, one day. Um, she called you the N word. Then yeah, or like my idea, like she's been fetishizing me this entire time, or something like that. Like I'm out. I'm sorry. Well, Brent, if, if she has a heavy ass, then what do you do? <laughs> <laughs> she does not. But, um, uh, she does not. B, okay. <laughs> that's, oh, that's so tough. What do you think, yo? Oh, well, would I yeah, leave him? I don't know. Like, I feel like it would be an action type of thing for me. Like, I don't know. So, I don't know. Are you, so, if you were legit dating a guy and you mm-hmm. found out he went to a mock sla- like, like slavery ball... <laughs> Yeah. Y'all would be the black people. Y'all would be like, I don't know. I don't know. It would depend on how he is as a person now. Like, I'm sorry. Like, I don't I don't believe in necessarily cutting somebody off just for based on that. Because of the fact that that if you grew up in that area, you you weren't likely as to know how no, offensive the no. antebellum was because it was so popular in the area. Nope. So I just feel like... Unless that's just, just my personal... Okay. What if he asked you to go again? I'm going to say, if Obviously, it was me, I'm going to have to go. I can't stay. Girl, I gotta go. I can't stay. I, I can't stay because not only when I marry you, I marry your family. And if I'm a person who is like wanting to be family oriented and blended family and me you having a baby and that baby come out black with curly hair you got to deal with all that stuff on the back end so i would be like i'll be your friend we can be cool but i can't do it because it's too much what the fuck i look like having a housewarming and big racist white people are coming into my housewarming with you no it's just too awkward and i don't want that in my life because then it'll be fake, and then you're acting. And then you feel like a zoo animal on display to them. So no, not gonna happen. Anyone have anything else to add? <clears throat> Racism bad. Racism okay. Bad. Next case: the girl who is Gorilla Glue girl. She Ooh. received about twenty thousand dollars in her GoFundMe, GoFundMe for her to get reconstructive surgery, and she donated that twenty thousand dollars. Because she did not end up eating it because of her hair getting. Decontaminated from the stuff that she got from the hospital. So I just thought that was nice mm-hmm. to see. And the person who developed the stuff for her, he is on the good and praise. You know how we have a sick and shut in? He's on the good and praise. Somebody really need to coin that. But yeah, like, that's actually um, really dope for her to do that, though. Yeah. So a lot of people would have quietly kept that money and yep. then been balling out with brand new cars or bags and clothes. But instead of being, like, actually being a good person, she gave it away. Okay, so well, we to say the Lamb's Book of Life for the good thing. That would be really That's great. Hilarious. I, I love like that. Oh my god. Yeah. Y'all always be helping. Yeah. 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 But I'm going to take that praise report off since we're talking about it now. But, yeah. And then hearing this on top of now that her hair is laid, hearing this on top of that, Tessica, you know, you're all right with me, man. This mm-hmm. is, you know, I got plenty of laughs at your sake. But I'm glad to see how this thing, you turned it with a devil half for bad, what he meant for bad, you turned it to your good. Ooh. 
because she was getting dragged a couple days before. Everyone was saying how, I can't believe y'all really giving her all this money. She did this willingly. Are y'all serious? She does not have a case against Gorilla Glue. So the fact that we're even talking about this, y'all, in 10 years, when you listen back to podcast stuff, we're going to be like, oh, yeah. Remember the Gorilla Glue girl? Yeah. Anywho. They need to bring back I love the 80s, I love the 70s, yes. oh, the 90s. Did they do I love the 2000s? I love the 90s. Yeah. I feel like they did. They, did. they need to do a 2010s because uh-huh. that that would be hilarious. Yeah. Wow. And then like the, 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 the panels they would have would be, hilarious. would be hilarious. Yes, just I, memes alone. Like I want like Charlamagne, yes. I want like Dina Samaro. The Samero. evolution of memes. Mm-hmm. Man. Wow, I didn't know that. I, I thought I was the only person who really enjoyed those. I love those shows. Guys, did y'all like it? Yeah. yeah. When I used to actually at my job, they used to have a TV on. They used to have CNN on all day. So on Sundays, it would be I love the 80s nonstop. Yes. Wow. That great me. series. What a great idea. Okay, next case. Megan B. Stallion, <clears throat> after being criticized like um, about her stopping going to school to be a rapper, they were kind of like, yeah, we're so glad that you dropped out of school because... You would have never made it in healthcare field, something like that. She responded to them and was like, "Well, guess what? I'm still graduating in the fall, and I'm still going to open up my nursing facility." So basically, she revealed she's graduating in the fall and she's opening up a nursing. Yes. That's how you boss up. Salute to a real queen. That's great. Also, she got to pay attention to these birds. Like these, there's a literally a big community of people that fucking hate Megan. Mm-hmm. Like there's like hate. True and it's like circles again. Everything is she's a drunk. She's a whore. She's a liar. Like, everything is there's something against her. Mm-hmm. Also, and, um, oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm kind of related, but not. Go. Oh, um, Meg also got a shout-out from the creator of My Hero Academia. Basically, his assistant's <laughs> been drawing her in various uh, characters in various outfits of hers. And that's a, a series that she's actually cosplayed from. So, you know, it's really cool that she's really happy step, making her way into the anime community. Yes. And I want to say... I thought I was talking about Megan Stallion, but I can't remember. Next case. It is really this cool. is my um my segment where I just want to say, after a long time away, I listened to the Joe Button podcast today, and wow, it felt just like the old days. Me hanging with the boys, learning tea. Joe put me on so much new R&B just from listening to this one episode, and I have to shout the one girl out who stood out to me the most. She gives SZA, so... so Go in with that. It's kind of like, is this SZA? But the song Sorry to Say by Tempest, T-E-M-P-E-S-T, that's where my uh, lisp comes in. Um, She had a great song. It was really good. And as soon as he started playing it, you know how he started doing, hitting the horn. I'm like, nigga, stop doing that. I'm trying to hear this song. So he dropped a lot of other songs that um, I added to my weekly playlist that I just started. A song by Alicia Bella and um, West Side Boogie called Cue the Sun. Breakfast in Bed by Eric Bellinger um, and Hitmaker. And another one that I like was Midnight Snack by Mooney Long and Jacob Lattimore. Um, oh, and he put me on Slow Down by Van Jess. Beautiful R&B song. So, Joe, you may be kind of crazy, but you have great hot takes. Y'all talk about really good podcast topics, and I like how... You know, everybody adds something to the conversation, and I get put on some new music. So, I'm back, boys. Defended, Brent. You want nothing to say about Joe Bunbot? Yeah. You know, I see you turning red right now. All right, next case. (laughs) 
Meek Mill almost um, fought Nicki. Nicki Minaj. I'm sorry. Meek Mill almost fought Six Nine at the end of um, Valentine's Day, coming out of a club, and apparently Meek spit on him. Does anybody want to report this? The uh, very corny situation. Apparently, Meek Mills claimed that Six Nine noticed that he was at the same restaurant he was, and then waited outside for him in the parking lot with his security, just to record a video of Meek Mills saying that he had security. And again, another attempt of me of Six Nine trying to expose him, um, expose artists for having security and trying to make them look soft while making himself look tough again. Hopefully, to bouncing back into relevancy, which didn't work. He still looks stupid, and of course, they all have security. They're yeah. fucking superstars. It was really dumb. You can see the camera angles from 6 ix version, and then you can see the camera angle from Meek Mill's version. It's just like, literally, life is a reality show, y'all. Even with us, we'll just talk about this later, but seeing everybody's reactions and experiences in her um, in the snow that happened in Houston, like, we have the ability to see inside of everyone's lives. Like, we saw the fight from the perspective of 6 9 when Biggie and Tupac fought, there is no footage of that. So it's just like interesting. This seems like a See, but the thing was, they were never trying to, like, on, again, on Meek's half, you know he wasn't going to fight, but 6 9 was never trying to fight. Mm-hmm. He was just baiting him into reacting because he, and Meek really didn't give him the reaction that he wanted. I agree. He wanted Meek to go, what the fuck, yo? And try to run at him so 6 9 could look tough and his security could hit him or something. 6 9 was that kid. Who um who's like trying to act like everybody is holding them back when they're fighting? Yeah, you know how he's like, no, let me go, yo, let me go. Mm-hmm. He's literally trying his best to break through these um four security guards. You know you can't get past four six foot five security guards. Why are you trying to act like you're trying to bust past? Shut the fuck up. So this was about the, the most corniest thing I've seen <laughs> in the past weeks. I mean, if I make Meek Mill. Get me as far away from this situation as possible. I don't even want to be in the video looking like I'm trying to respond to this nigga. Mm-hmm. Literally, what it would have been is 6 9 Oh, look at this nigga. He got security. Look. It would have been me, Meek Mill, my, Meek Mill, me, you know, my security, walking directly away from him to our car, getting in and not paying this nigga no dust. I wouldn't even have looked his fucking direction, yeah. got in my car, and left. That's what I would have I pray I would have been if I was in this situation. Because even Meek Mill looking back and trying to act like he's talking to him, even trying to spit at him, it's corny to me in my in my opinion in this situation. I don't want to be nothing compared or any in, in any sentences with 6ix9ine yeah. if I'm Meek Mill. Okay? Because it's fucking ridiculous and, and sad. So, yeah. Pretty corny. Let alone record it. Did you say Let that? Let alone record yeah. it. Yes. That's... You're right. 6ix9ine yeah. will fade away when we stop giving him attention. Yeah, it's happening. He's I, been I, trying so hard. Like, tra- like again, keep attacking King Vaughn, telling him, saying he's going to rest in piss. And, again, no one's addressing him. Dirk, none of uh, Vaughn's friends. The more you ignore him, the worse he's feeling. So just keep ignoring him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't think it would be happening this fast. But you're right, Kevin. Yeah, he's he's diminishing. He's going away very quickly. It's he, not being funny. That's why. He came back at a yeah. terrible time. And no one gave a fuck about him right now because we had bigger things to deal with. And right. now mm-hmm. he suffered from it. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so next case, someone bring us in. I am. Oh, Nicki Minaj's father, y'all, passed away um, this past week uh, from a hit and run. I can't think. Of, I can't think of what day it was, y'all. It was one Valentine's Day. Was it okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, he was out walking and someone hit him in a car. And, um, yeah, he passed away the next day. I just assumed he was in the car. I did not even know he was walking. No. Mm. Yeah. 
So I'm just, you know, sending prayers and thoughts to Nicki Minaj, her family, mm -hmm. because, uh, oh my gosh, you know, I can't imagine, you know, having a parent pass away in that manner. Just having a parent pass, pass away is sad, mm -hmm. no matter how you cut it. But, you know, having it to be in that type of situation, in a hit and run like that, that's just terrible. And I don't think they caught the person that did it, I don't think. Not yet. Okay. If you... If you Whoever did it, you know, you know it's going to be worse. The fact, especially the fact you, you not only did you kill a person, you killed the father of a celebrity. You know there's going to be even more eyes on you. Just mm -hmm. turn yourself in, and just go before the mercy of the court at this point, because it's going to get worse for you the longer you stay out. Mm -hmm. All right. Like your honor story or something. Ooh, man! Shout out to your honor. Oh. We finished it last okay, night. Good, yeah, good. man. It was a good ending. It wasn't as crazy as I expected it to go. But um crazy. I just want to say this. That white boy who killed I mean, who was um the whole show is surrounding Adam, he's one of the worst characters I've ever seen in my life. All going up all going through the storyline after the accident and everything. I thought that something was wrong with him. I thought he might have been on the spectrum or something might have been wrong the way that he reacted to do um the act that he committed. Mm -hmm. And also, even when he got home to his father and his and they decided not to to turn himself in, I just was like, "Oh, he's truly trying to cover for his son, not only because he doesn't want to get him to get killed by the mob, but also like Maybe he just truly didn't mean any harm because he's slow. No. He was just the definition of a stupid, idiot, dumb white boy with no even just privilege, knowing that whatever I do, daddy will fix it for me. And then just continue to do stupid, stuff, stupid stuff throughout yeah. the entire show. I really thought his whole arc was like, we will have to feel bad for him because something is wrong with him because he's different because he might have had a disability. That's, I thought that's what they were trying to do, but no. Literally, they were trying to make us feel bad for him and he's literally just a stupid white boy. Okay. Do y'all really think he's dead? That's the thing I want to know. Yes. Oh. Yeah. He's a goner. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Jaguar Vane. Jaguar bleeding out. Yeah. That boy is dead. Yeah. I, I watched two... I watch too many like phony shows like The Walking Dead where if you don't see them dead buried in their grave, no. then that means they're not dead, you know. But yeah, you're right. Okay. I, and that yeah. I think that was the irony of it. Like the boy ended up getting the right person. He thought he yeah. was getting the right person, even though he should have killed him too. Yeah. But he ended up truly getting the right person yeah. as well. But um, I really want. Wanted Carlo to die too. Yeah, I told my wife this finale was almost perfect. Yeah. If he would have killed that other nigga too, Carlo. Yeah. If he would have shot Adam and then shot Carlo, yeah. I would have been a standing ovation. But uh, you know, he got one, and that was interesting. I wasn't expecting that. So we'll see what happens next year. I feel like it can end here, but that was you know, a very well written show. I mean, the suspense literally had you on the edge of your seat most of the whole series. In my opinion, what do you say? Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh. All right. Next case. It was case. triggering, but I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> um, our new topic is, you're going to jail, jail. Period. period. The first person is Tim Boyd. Tim Boyd is the Texas um, mayor who um, resigned after telling um their citizens that um they need to have a good game plan for um, when the power goes out, the country, I mean, the government's not going to give you a handout and that you should have known and prepared yourself for this. 
fuck you, genuinely. You have people freezing to death and dying, but you're sitting on there probably with your five generators or whatever, shitting on your own citizens. Like, genuinely go fuck yourself, honestly. It's very ironic that he tried to use the whole rugged individualism thing, though. Like, they literally tried to shame them and going, yeah, man, you guys need to be tough. You guys need to be... Like, the things that they try to say lefties are whine about too much, you're going to use it on your own people. You're literally a monster. Yeah, to quote him... No one owes you or your family anything, nor is it the local government's responsibility to support you during trying times like this. Sink or swim is your choice. Like, you sound fucking crazy. Like, yeah. there's no other way to say it. And I'm glad you resigned because you deserve it. Yeah, that was, like, literally so... I feel like maybe he thought he was going to post it to his burn page. That's how I can't... Like, I really couldn't believe he was that bold. So, that's what I'm saying. Maybe he thought he was going to send it to, like, his Finsta or whatever, his mm. fake Facebook page, not his official one. No, he meant to. That's insane. I really can't believe you think like that and you are insensitive and you're going to pay for the shit that mm. you said. I don't have nothing good to say about this man. And so at the uh, risk of going too far, taking it too far and saying something I might regret, um, you just fuck you forever. Shut the fuck up forever. That's it. You guys echo in the And I hope you your it. fucking power goes out and you freeze them. Also, not freeze, freeze. Texan and citizens. And then thaw out, but freeze terribly that you might have to lose <laughs> your finger. Then thaw out. You're going. I just want to say, people of that city, remember when I'm called, when it's time to vote again. Yes, Kevin. Because all, whether you're for every part of that state mm-hmm. who's going through this right now, remember who you put in the office and remember who failed you. That's all I got Also, I just want to bring up the Texas police because they're also going to jail, period, in my opinion. There was a viral tweet in Texas talking about a grocery store which just threw out his fr- um, frozen, I mean, not his frozen food, but like, you know, like chicken wings and beef and stuff like that and packaged. Mm-hmm. All the packaged meats were thrown out, but they were thrown in the snow. So someone's saying, hey, they just threw all this beef meat out, so those who need something like chicken or something, come grab it before they, you know, throw, before they come do something with it. So there was a lot of people who show up, but guess who also came? The police to defend to make sure that no one was able to get their food. So it just kind of shows how evil these people are. And that the government would rather send police to do stupid shit like that than actually have plow trucks and snow and saw trucks out in Texas right now. It just shows how broken the system is, genuinely. Kai, I think that was incredibly well said. Mm-hmm. I honestly can't believe that there, like, when I saw that tweet on Twitter, I was kind of like, wait, people are guarding a dumpster? There were, like, 2021 summed up in one photo, and it was police officers guarding a dumpster so that people wouldn't get the SK meat. Mm-hmm. And it's just mm-hmm. like, are y'all serious? These people will liter- are literally desperate enough, and I don't even want to say desperate in the wrong way, but, like, they're already willing to get food that was thrown away. And enough. you have the nerve, yes, hungry enough, and you have the nerve to guard a dumpster, and y'all still going to throw it away anyway? Like, it doesn't make no sense. It just shows how little corporations actually care about me. Like, I understand, sorry, I understand why, like, you're not supposed to dumpster dive when it comes to throwing away goods, because people say, like, if you get sick from that meat, you could possibly sue Eske, and it'll be on them. But, you know, but anyway, so that's why they throw stuff away and don't sell you, don't allow you to just take it. But what I was just saying is I just can't believe in the middle of a snowstorm and under these conditions, in the middle of a pandemic, that is what y'all are focused on, like Kai said. Yeah, I didn't hear that story. That really is evil and disgusting. Wow. Yeah. Because right. um, that's not even stealing at that point. No. <laughs> right? It's it was thrown out. It was gone. In a dumpster. <laughs> yeah. 
And like I was saying, like, photos of it. <laughs> all the streets are frozen solid. No one can really walk in Texas. And those who are brave enough to go even go out there and do it, it just kind of shows that, like, if you're willing to send out funds to enforce a trash can from being looted, yeah. but not to do anything to help get regulate power for your major cities. Right. It just kind of shows. It's like people are showing pictures of Texas, how half the city still lit up and they're still at home without power. Yep. And also how these homes are built for with, not with natural disasters in mind. So everything's just getting fucked down there, and I can't feel terrible for Texas. Yeah, we're gonna talk about them later on. I'm sorry. When we get into the this is the abridged version. Sick and shutting. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to this week of the sick and shutting because we all know everybody in this world is not doing well. Some people are really struggling. Some people, depending on their situation, might need to be prayed for. And some people, depending on their ailment, might need to be laughed at. But some people, depending on what's going on in their life, might need to be rebuked. So let's see who's on the, li- on the list this week. We are starting off with a very serious person who is being prayed for to the highest at this moment. It is Sai High the Prince who was driving around in uh, his Bentley truck in my Atlanta, where he is from. And he's saying it is an alleged like hit on his life. Not an attempt to rob him, but there were people shooting at his car terribly, trying to kill him, he said. And he crashed, hit a tree, car flipped over. He claims the car came up, kept unloading bullets Damn. into the vehicle, and then rode off. So that's why he's saying he doesn't think they were trying to rob him. Because, of course, once you crash, flip over, you know, you assume they would try to run. They would try to run to you, grab your wallet, grab your money, whatever they're trying to grab. But, no, they just unloaded more bullets into the vehicle and left. I don't know if y'all have seen pictures. We've all seen pictures. It was in our group chat of the vehicle, and it was a wreck. Truly praying for Saha the Prince. Um, I mean, my goodness, I know. Apparently, in his story about it, he said, like, yeah, I don't have beef with nobody. Like, he wasn't saying, like, and when I see y'all niggas, it's on site. <laughs> he was like, I don't have beef with no one, so I don't know what I did or what y'all, why y'all are mad at me, but, like, I don't want no beef. That's basically what he said, which is crazy because we do hear a lot in the rap world, like, y'all niggas ain't give me, y'all gonna have to kill me next time, you know, yeah. 50 Cent. Rest in peace, XSX Tentacion. Like Tupac. they, yeah, Tupac. They say stuff like that, but he was like, "I don't got to beef with nobody." Like I want us as Atlanta people to do better, and like we gotta stop killing each other. We gotta stop doing this to each other. Mm. So I thought that was very impactful. I'm glad he's still alive. Yes. That was a terrible way to go. Just someone just murdering you terribly like that. Mm. My advice: get out of Atlanta. Mm. I don't care if that's where you're from. Well, yeah, prayers going out to him. Like Kayla said, I'm very glad to hear he is now, you know, still alive. So, um, yep, you are definitely being prayed for, Sahara yeah. the Prince. Definitely on the whole move your city, moving out your city. Yeah. Nipsey, X, and they were all great examples. Well, yep, great point. Yeah. And he was talking about Atlanta being bad. King Vaughn killed in Atlanta. Like, it's bad around here. Vinny mm-hmm. shot in Atlanta. No, mm-hmm. Texas, wasn't it? Oh, that was. Him, no, it was Texas because him and Boots both got shot at the same time. Uh-huh. Mm. Well, next, Tory Lanes is being... Okay, we're going from a very serious to very goofy... laughed at. ...clown nigga who we don't really give two shits about on this pod, but we have to report the news. Um, this nigga's hair is fucked all the way up. He's being laughed at. He's being still rebuked as well. Tory Lanes, that is, the short motherfucker, the Grinch, who stole 
the, the center of his hair or something. Um, you know, that was a good joke, Brandon. I tried. Tell me about what's going on with this nigga. What was he playing basketball? He was playing basketball, and then it turns out his hair looked like a battlefield from Warzone. Just torn <laughs> asunder, plundered, pillaged, and scorched. Yeah. It looked very rough. It's, yes, he paid a lot of money for his hairline, but did nothing about the stuff in the middle. Mm-hmm. You're right. Yeah, he paid money for his hairline. I didn't know it was fucked up like that once we saw the the result. Yoke made a very good point. I don't know how you can leave the house like that and mm-hmm. be a famous rapper. I mean, you yeah. must really not give a fuck because, yeah, everybody saw that and we had a field day with it. And we're still laughing in the streets, you know, all the way up to this point. So, if unless anybody else has anything to nope. add, little Grinch, little Munchkin, you are being therefore laughed at and rebuked. Mm. All right, so you know we got long sick and shredded this week. <laughs> yes, yeah, we got, we got a few niggas here, so we gonna keep on going. Lynn Martin, Lynn Martin, he's getting. I, I could say laughed at. That would be so easy, but he's really getting rebuked because he's a stupid motherfucker who saw Miss Tessica Brown put the gorilla glue on her hair, and we saw what happened to her. So this is a stupid motherfucker whose picture was going around with a solo cup gorilla glue to his face. This dumb nigga went on social media with Gorilla Glue and a Soho cup and said, and I quote almost, maybe I'm paraphrasing, I might get something wrong, but Gorilla Glue ain't shit. I'm going to show you how easy it is to get it off. I'm going to put it on my lips and I'm going to lick it off and you're going to see it's going to come right off. Gorilla Glue ain't shit. So this nigga puts Gorilla Glue on his lips and then puts a red Solo cup on his lips and then we saw how good, or we saw how much Gorilla Glue ain't shit, because that nigga ended up in the ER, okay? And he was very embarrassed. The doctors say that they would have to do a, a surgery to slice off a little tiny bit of his lip, lip to get this cup off of it. That's how singed, that's right. how tightly um, connected, Bounce. yes. Bound, yes, bound. Give me the words, more words to, to describe how this thing is sealed to this nigga's lips. But yeah, it's on there, and they, they got it off now. They got it off now, but he's very, very embarrassed. He's being rebuked and laughed at. Niggas, please don't be this stupid. Don't test Gorilla Glue no more, okay? We've had our fun. Tessica was made anew, made Somebody whole. Somebody just tested it recently, Brent, oh, just so you know. Gosh. They... Uh, the, the... He's like Shortcut. a boy, yes, yeah, and yeah. he has purple hair, yeah. and the hair is just literally slipped down, glued down to his scalp. He had really, really short hair, but it still, it won't work. It's a cast on the top of his head. I don't understand what's wrong with people. Like, I don't know if they really are trying to, like, at this point, are you trying to go viral? They like, do want you attention. want to go viral so you can get a GoFundMe? Like, I, mm-hmm. what are you doing? Um, Yeah. It ain't worth it. It will work for Tessica because she was the first. But all you second and third niggas, y'all ain't getting no money. And you're going to be very embarrassed and end up in the emergency room. But I have a hot take. Mm-hmm. Um, I put Gorilla Glue to the test recently. Oh, no. Myself. Oh, no. Okay. On my dresser, there is a part that's hanging down and it makes the dresser look a mess because it looks like it's broke. Oh, okay, well, that's what it's for. It's yeah. fake wood from Ikea. Uh-huh. And I put the Gorilla Glue to the test mm-hmm. and put it on the piece of wood and stuck it to the other wood, and then Master held it up, mm-hmm. and it fell down. Oh, damn. The Gorilla Glue did not work. Maybe it was the surface. Maybe because it was fake Ikea wood, but literally I could peel it right off. Like, it cooled right off. Mm. So, Gorilla Glue has been debunked for me. 
<laughs> Damn, okay, that's surprising. Well, all right. I guess it is just good for skin. Black skin, apparently. It's like, don't do this no more, niggas. Please, I'm begging you. All right, next, Mr. Kishan. The Texans residents, I'm not going to spend a lot of time on them, but we've all seen the viral videos of water spilling from pipes, frozen icicles hanging from chandeliers, um, just terrible, frightening scenes of power being out. We've heard the stories of people freezing and passing away in their homes. We've seen cars sliding down the hill, like, you know, sideways, all types of shit that I'm sure I haven't even seen yet, but it's really ridiculous. And so Texas residents... You know, yeah, we're praying for y'all. You know, it, people started off as a joke when we saw a few. Might have been laughed a little bit. But now that we're really putting this all together and seeing what's going on down there, it's really terrifying. It's sad. And uh, hopefully Texas, the state, has learned a lot from this. The, the, you know, lawmakers there. And they can put stuff in place where this won't ever happen again. Even though I know snow might not come like this again for another, what, 10 or 15 years. But still, you need to have stuff in place where this won't happen again. Anybody else got anything to add about that? Mm-hmm. I saw a video of a little boy uh, throwing... Boiling hot water into the air and it landed straight on his back. Damn. Are you it kidding? Is it really that cold? No, like it burned him. I believe it's fine. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I think my mind thinking it froze. Yes, like, what's going on? Big black ice on your back. Yeah, so he, it's a common thing that people, like when it's really cold out, yeah. they'll throw big, it evaporates. But yeah, he like just burned like him. Like, man, I remember getting a second degree burn through a hoodie and a long sleeve shirt, and that tore my arm up. Getting cold, third degree burns, scalding mm. hot water in your back. Well, He's getting prayed oh, for for real. It ain't that cold in Texas apparently to do that. So, but next, <laughs> B Simone sick and shutting. Caitlin, you tell us about her. B Simone is sick and shutting. I'll keep it quick. Basically, she stole a whole Instagram video from someone else. So basically, B Simone's whole thing is you need to manifest what what you want in your life. And if you manifest it and you make a list of stuff that you want, let's say your perfect husband, then you should list it out. But you need to make sure you have what you're asking for. So if the if you're saying your husband has to be um, rich, why are you working? I'm going to just quote her, but I'm going to make up my own words. If you want a rich husband, you can't have one dollar in the bank. If you want somebody who's fit and works out, you can't be walking around um, with fat rolls. If you want somebody who has a good family background, you need to pick up the phone and call your mother because y'all haven't talked in 10 years. Trying to say like, girls, when you make your list of what you're manifesting in a husband, you better make sure you match it. Come to find out she stole word for word this whole speech from another woman who posted a video saying the exact same thing basically on February 2nd. <laughs> B. Simone just added her little B. Simone tone to it and tried to add a little bit different jokes. So she got tracked for that. And then she stole the something about a list that was in her book. Stole that from another black woman. Yeah. And yeah, she's just getting dragged because people are like, B. Simone, first of all, stop trying to tell us what to do. People were offended at her saying that. Mm-hmm. Like, you can't want a rich man if you ain't got no money in, the, in your in your bank. And I think some of the stuff can be, like, you know, talked about and we could kind of discuss it one day. But basically, they were saying, like, you can't tell us what to do. You got um, came up by selling books, scamming people. Like, you're not the right person to be telling us what we should and should not do. And then secondly, she was dragged because they found out that the speech that they were addressing was stolen from another woman. 
So therefore, B. Simone, just shut up. Like, stop trying to tell people what to do. Just sell your makeup and go. That's all I have to say. So you say she's, she's being rebuked? She's being laughed at because you are just a dummy at this point. It's like, do you are you doing this on purpose? So you can be in the news again? I don't know. All right. Well, yeah, B. Simone, you're being laughed at. Go and get some creativity and learn to write your own yes. shit. Come up with some new ideas, please. She, sorry, I'm sorry. She's like one of those people who got popular and then tried to make a, um, a living off of it but didn't really have a talent. So, like, besides being funny, because comedy was her thing, but maybe comedy wasn't paying the um, the bills. So now she's selling books on manifestation and selling planners and makeup. Like, she's just trying to do anything to make a quick buck. Mm-hmm. And that's why she steals. And that's why you're sick and shut and you're being laughed at. So next, Moneybag Yo. I don't know what happened to this nigga. Who can tell me about Moneybag Yo is sick and shutting because he tweeted out, I don't, um, I don't mean no harm, but the pandemic really helped me out. I wish it would last longer. I made a couple M's in the pandemic. And people dragged him saying, are you kidding? Multiple people died. People lost their jobs. People can barely even get a stimulus check. And you're saying you made a couple million flaunting it? And then he came out and apologized. So he's being rebuked. Yeah, that's what a stupid thing to say. You're not thinking. That's worse than Cardi B posting about yes. the fucking Birkin bag, okay? I thought about that. Yeah, this this is on a whole nother level of stupidity. Just think before you text shit, okay? What was the last Money Bag Yo single? Name all Money Bag Yo single. Well, wait, stop, because Money Bag Yo went off. Said something. Um, Hellcat, that's an SRT. Pull up G last six three. I thought a pussy hole said something. That that iconic JT's verse is on Moneybag Yo's song. So he's been getting iconic? popular. Well, not iconic. <laughs> it blew up on Twitter. I mean, it blew up on TikTok. So he is making money off of those songs and stuff like that. Stop listening to these niggas, Kaylin. <laughs> what does that have to do with me? Why am I being it, it, it was a joke, Schmeagle. Relax. I like that song. Schmeagle. Money bag, yo. Just save that shit for your group text with all the other rich nigga rappers, okay? Mm-hmm. That's not for the, the public consumption to see, especially not now. So next sick on the shutting is LAPD. They always fucking up. What do they do now? They are sick and shutting because somebody made a graphic of a fake Valentine's Day card with George Floyd's face on it saying, You take my breath away. Therefore, you are being rebuked straight to shale to burn and get your flesh built back up on you and burn again and built back on you and burn again. again. Because I cannot believe somebody would think it's that funny as a police officer to make fun of someone who was murdered and send it around and say, you take my breath away when his last words were, I can't breathe. That is some demonic, devilish shit. It's not funny whatsoever. You are going to pay for that. Yep. And I think you need to get not only fired, but beat the fuck up. Yes, racist white people just keep trying to turn George Floyd into a meme. Like, there's been so many YouTube accounts of George Floyd gaming on TikTok or Twitch or YouTube, and they keep trying to say, oh, it's not, we're not making fun of him, we're, we're honoring him. Like, well, some people are just truly fucking devils, and they just don't deserve it. You're being rebuked. Fuck you. I have nothing good to say about you. Yeah, get fired. I hope they find you are, you get fired. And just get all that out of the police department, the police system, because it's, it's sickening. 
Next, oh my gosh, Rick Ross, tiny desk, found his way on his signature. I didn't put this on here because so many niggas was giving it regalia and they was gooping and gagging and, and gogging, gooking. Okay, oh, right. gooking. You get what you're trying to say. Yeah. 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 I was just saying, it was that song, I Think I'm Big Meech, Larry Hoover, the song that everybody likes that's really like thuggish and gutter and hard trap music. The 50-year-old and he has this singing guy behind him. <laughs> so he's like, I think I'm Big Meech. Larry Big Meech. Larry Hoover. Like, singing like that, it was a terrible mix-up of um, him and that guy. They were just not complimenting each other at all. We, yes. We see, like, BJ Chicago kid, he gets that off when it's some, somebody's rapping and he can go out of, wow, he can kind of add a little singing to it. This nigga sound like he was straight off Sunday's best. And I said, turn this shit up. So it was literally very clowning and looking a mess. Oh, there was a lot of clownishness going on. There was another nigga on the side dancing like Mario Judah. So oh, I, I was very confused. Uh, people were saying it was their favorite tiny desk. I disagree completely. So, Rick Ross, you are there for a second shut-in. You are being laughed at, especially the nigga in the back singing, like, you know, Kaylin just said before. So, yeah, it's um, Sunday's best, we shall call him. Yes, yes. And if you want to hear a good Tiny Desk, remember, check out Kia. <laughs> so, lastly, finally, y'all, on the second shut-in. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Nine niggas was on the second shut-in this week. Lastly is Chris Mass. Oh, Chris from Married at First Sight. Yeah. Oh. He's being rebuked. He is He's the worst. He's going to be on this every week. Until yeah. The, until the end of the season. He's going to be an all-star. Yeah. 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 Chris of Maps. <laughs> but he's being rebuked for being the fucking dumbest and most annoying um, reality show man worst I've seen in a long in time. America. Yes. He is embarrassing himself. He is embarrassing Christians all over the land because he just wanted to make him seem like he was this wholesome Christian guy who just got it all going on and only likes designer. How can you only rock designer and call yourself this high-maintenance man when every time you're in a confessional, you have on a Hollister t-shirt that costs about $30. You're a fraud, you're a liar, you have a terrible haircut, you don't know how to articulate your words, and you look like a fucking doof. And you treat women terrible. Yes. I'm constantly, I'm constantly saying, what the fuck is he saying? You know, yes. I didn't, can't understand him at all. So yes, Kaylin, that was a read. You read him down boots, you read him terribly. Yeah, this nigga, he's gonna be on the second shot in a whole lot. And really, Married at First Sight should be on the second shut in for being rebuked <laughs> because they set Paige up terribly. Yes. I feel is. so bad for, for her. But Paige is also falling in and setting herself up. She did up. it to herself, yeah. Yes. I was about to say, you do it to yourself, you know, but she did it to herself. <laughs> Nobody made her sleep with this nigga every single night since they've been together. Right. Yes. So, yeah. And this... let's stop um, bringing God into our decisions. Mm -hmm. You keep saying. God yeah. would not put nothing on me. I can bear and yeah. I made my vows before God. Mm -hmm. God did not tell you to get on this show. Mm -hmm. So he's giving you a sign. Sometimes we ask God to show us things. And when he shows it to us, we misinterpret the well, message. Well. So when God sends you a boat in the middle of the ocean when you're drown drowning, mm -hmm. don't say, oh, no, I don't need the boat. God will save me. 
God sent you the boat to take it and get off. I know, that's right. Mm-hmm. So get on the boat and stop trying to wait for the fucking heavens to open up. Sometimes you have to see, maybe this was my way to uh, get out of this situation. Mm-hmm. So Paige, I'm praying for you. You are rebuked for staying with him, but it's very clear that you don't know who you are yet as a woman. Yeah. You don't know how valuable. Do you know um, how wonderful you are oh from um, Solange album? Yes. Seriously, the same God that made the sun, body, the of Christ conscious. Yes, you, yes. The same God that made the sun, the moon, and the stars created you, Paige. Jupiter. Yes, Mars, Pluto. <laughs> Um, that was a nod to a seat at the table, y'all. But yeah, seriously, you are so special and I don't think you know that yet. And that's why you continue to settle. Um, so Paige, I'm praying for you, but boss up, you're a grown woman now and speak Mm. up too. both of y'all, both of y'all like this talk under your breath, open that mouth and speak. Yes. Yeah. Somebody will have a very good wife, you know, if they got you Paige and and Chris is, is not deserving you know, he's a, a piece of shit. And the lady who's married to the, you know, the Mexican Latino guy on there, she told you to write. Wait, she said, wait, wait. What? He's Dominican. Oh, Dominican. Oh, okay, okay. She told you right. She said, if it was me, I would have been up on the first train fucking out of this place. Yes, yes. And Miss Paige, I think that should have been you as well. Yes. But uh, I'm telling you, they picked the right girl because she's someone who's going to keep going through yep. and saying God is going to make me see this through. And so all it's going to do is make for great TV as we keep watching. So when you drown and you get to heaven and you ask God, why didn't he save you? you he's going to tell you, I sent you a boat, but you didn't want to get on it. Mm. All right. Is that the last well, topic? Y'all, yep. Thank you so much. That was the second shot in this week. Okay. Y'all, it feels good to be back. It feels good to be talking to y'all again. It feels good to be sipping the tea and spilling the gossip. And we want to tell you a good message be kind online. Don't say no racist shit. Check people when they try you and stick up for yourself. And never, and try your best to... Uh, Where are you going with this? Pay attention to the signs when you ask for things. And this is what happens when you get all your people around you. Okay? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, thanks guys. Bye.